Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 47 of FPL Black Box, ahead of game week 7. Apologies to Alan, but I am back in the seat. How are you, Mark? I'm good, it's good to have you back, as in new surrounds. I'm missing the pictures already, though, in the background, but how have you, how have you settled in into your new abode? Uh, well, I've been, uh, I've moved in on Thursday, went on a stag, then went to a wedding, got back yesterday evening, so the house is an absolute carnage site. Um, yeah, no time for pictures, but hopefully by next week we'll have yeah. uh, my, my wall of heroes back up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm just glad to have you back and uh, settled in. And uh, do you want to explain the uh, the attire? I mean, it was your idea, right, originally, and now we've got to stick to it, but it's the 20k subs, all right? It's the 20k subs, yeah, every 10k subs, we we don some some formal attire. I mean, you're still going on about when we hit 100k, me doing it in, well, in said, a birthday suit. You uh, said you definitely said it's on <laughs> it's on record um, that you well, were going to go. It naked. seemed like a long way. It seemed like a long way away uh, when we were at like 500. And now we're at 20k. It's kind of like Whoa, it's actually, getting very could, real, isn't it? Is it too real for you? I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that will see. But yeah, we're we're very grateful, aren't we, to hit 20k? Absolutely. Um, it's been great the support we've got since we started this, and um, long it may may it continue because that support really just. Exos on to do more, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks everyone for smashing those like buttons, commenting in people in the chat. Got about 500 in the chat right now, even though there's football on. So yeah, we, we massively appreciate all of your support. So smash the likes now and um, sub if you don't already. What are we doing tonight as well? Um, we have got um, a full stock check, I think, of every position because I think that at the moment, wildcards are very much back in vogue given the injuries that have suddenly hit defenders in particular. Last week, uh, Luke, obviously, we'll talk a bit about Luke and how good he was last week, but we were, we did big at the back, didn't we? And since we've done big at the back, basically, they've all dropped like flies. So now we can't go big at the back because we haven't got any back left to go big with. Um, so it's a bit of a disaster, really, isn't it? My team is, anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it's really, when you get Luke on, you know, curses everything. It's just a standard D1 table, to be honest. Yeah, he did well, though, didn't he? He was great. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was great. I was, I was listening to it while packing stuff into boxes and thinking, oh, don't be, why's he got to be this good? You know, I don't mind. I want it to be all right. But yeah, he was, he was excellent. And yeah, yeah he's a, a, a more than adequate stand-in when I'm not around. Absolutely. So we were talking about defences last week and my policy is very much to look at the likes of two Chelsea defenders and a City defender and get Trent in there and 
Shaw was going to make way. And now look at it. It's all falling apart. We've got Trent injured. Uh, Shaw um, is, is injured for United. Uh, and obviously I've got Reese James, who I bought him as my first Chelsea defender, got injured. Alonso's playing tonight for Chelsea in the Champions League. Does that mean Chilwell starts for Southampton? Feasibly, I could have Shaw, Chil- uh, Shaw, Alonso, Trent and James all out at the weekend, which leaves me with Veltman and any defender I bring in on my... Wow. Tatters, basically. Wow. Wildcard territory? Could be. I mean, we'll look at that tonight. Um, We're going to look at every position, not just defences, keepers, midfielders and forwards as well. And you've picked a wildcard team, and so have I. So we're both going to dip into that and look at... um, Look at what we would pick if we were playing a wildcard. And I notice there's a few wildcards fluttering about in the community at the moment. There are. It was, I mean, you know, kind of game week one and, and two, it was, everyone was booking it in for this 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 week, weren't they? Because of the Chelsea, obviously the Chelsea fixture changes and, mm. you know, people kind of dumping a few players. But I'm, I'm looking at my team and thinking, doesn't need it this week. Next week, different story. But this week, I think I can, I can get away with it. But like you say, a lot of people are being forced into it by injuries and rotation and other problems in their squad. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good week to do it. And think, this week, this week or next week, I can I see think why. One of the worst things you can do, which is what I did last week, which I've resisted till now, is see what you could do with a wild card. Because mm. I think it's one of the lessons that I've got to put down as a black box lesson is that if you're trying to save the wild card, don't sit there and put together what you could do with it <laughs> because that will tip, could tip you over the edge. Because I looked at it last night and I'm like, oh, there's about six changes, maybe seven, and there is improvements all over the place. Um, but there are some things where I'd be trading and a player who could do well mm. and therefore, I mean, that's the, that's the rub, isn't it? If your team that you get rid of does better than the team you bring in, that's, that's not great, is it? I think this week there's more chance of that happening if, yeah. if you've got an 11 out because United v Everton's, I think, could potentially be a, you know, a few goals United in that, people getting rid of Ronaldo and Greenwood and, and those guys and West Ham as well because after this match, you probably want to be dumping, I'm probably be dumping, you know, two out of three of my West Ham assets, right, but... Yeah. Against Brentford at home could be quite a high-scoring game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's tricky one. Well, we'll look at that. We're going to look at Arsenal as well because Arsenal, against the odds, have suddenly emerged as a as a potential source of fantasy talent. As would you believe it? Um, and they come up against Brighton this week. Um, top top of the table, Brighton, almost top of the table, high flying Brighton. <laughs> um, so that's an interesting fixture for us to analyse. But we're going to look at the Arsenal attack and see whether. We can see any potential there. There's one or two that I'm looking at and one or two that have appeared in wildcards this week. So we'll look in detail at those. Uh, we'll look at the Chelsea defence again because it is still the, the, the most wanted of the defences, mm. I think, at the moment. Um, and we'll look at the rotation there again. We analysed it without, with Luke last week. I'll let you have a go this week. And we'll look at some data behind the Chelsea defence. But basically every position, we're going to give it a grilling and then we're going to look at some wildcard teams. And then it's going to be the predictions, which I think you're doing rather well in, so we may or not dwell on that very much. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this week's score, though. Um, so this is your team from game week six. You got 56, 56, yeah, 56 points. Uh, mm. as Good week, right? Green arrow, up to 175k in the world. Um, go for your team for the podcast. Good week, yeah. Foster in goal, so it went for him over Sanchez, made mm. one point on that. Uh, Trent Semedo coming in for the first time, I think, ever since I've I've owned him last, over the last two years. Uh, Soufal with two, Salah seven, Greenwood two, Saar nine, who was my transfer, so I was pretty happy with that. I was debating for ages whether to take out Greedish or Greenwood for Saar, and it would have made absolutely no difference whatsoever. Um, but got seven points on that. Uh, ben Rama for three. Tony really starting to deliver now, tick over nicely for his, his price point. Just after everyone sold him. 
I went for Antonio captain, which I was feeling pretty sick with until you know the last couple of minutes. Uh, and and Ronaldo's there with with two as well. So I mean, I was between Ronaldo and Antonio to be honest. Mm. Um, I know Antonio only scored Salah by one, but it's a you know fairly decent point swing when you know those kind of points. Like this week, I made a transfer which got me seven and made the right captaincy call, which gained me uh, six. So thir- rarely do I actually get a 13 point in the positive, but this week I did. So yeah, pretty happy. Indeed. Um, and talk us through that Antonio pick because for captain, because there was some beef online about it <laughs> uh, and you were deep involved in that. And I was, you know, hoping that he'd come in for you and he did right in the last minute. So how did you feel when that, when that broke and your, your choice was, was somewhat justified by that? Yeah. Well, when Ronaldo blanked, I thought this could be good because he was hmm. so highly owned and so highly captained. Uh, and then I just, the Leeds game wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was, you know, it was not that many goals and, you know, I, I thought West Ham would, would score a couple in that. And I'd given up, to be honest. I, I, you know, I saw it was 90, I was checking, I was in a pub checking flash scores and I'm 92 mm. minutes in, I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. And then check my phone again and there he is, he scored. So yeah, I was absolutely made up. And then I was just hoping kind of Salah stayed quietish. Um, and to be fair, I mean, you know, Liverpool getting three goals and Salah only getting one of them and, and no bonus. Yeah. I think was about as good as I could have hoped for. So yeah. To be fair, I think Antonio could have done better, and Salah certainly could have yeah, done and, better. Yeah, and Ben Rama. I mean, how Antonio and Ben Rama came away. I watched the I've watched the highlights mm. since. How they came away with that, with just one goal between them, is yeah, is is pretty nuts. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the beef the beef on Twitter is is you now the standard thing. You've got all the people in the Ronaldo. You know, it's too risky to go to not go for Ronaldo or Salah and all this. It's like. Yeah, and then I don't know if you saw on front. Oh, you were you were there. We oh, were in God. there. We were in we the were spaces, in the, in weren't spaces we? Spaces together, hosted yeah, was... by FBL Hints Ash, and um, I was in there like um, plugging fest, of course. But um, it turned into I, I knew you were wait you were on Twitter addressing the the beef over the captaincy, and I dragged you in, didn't I? Went and got a cup of tea, I came back, and you do you'd already been in and had an argument with Ash. I, I was I was at a, a German beer hall. Right. Were you? I, right. I got a beer. I got a beer thrown over me. So I went, I went back to the hotel room oh, and I was just kind of like wandering right. around the hotel room. And then I saw that space has come up and I was like, I've got to get, I just got to get involved in this. And yeah, Ash said those, those words that I hate so much, which was, he was captaining a player out of fear of what, what he'd do and, and didn't want to risk it. And, and you laid into him, didn't ooh, you? I mean, I didn't hear it did. all, but I came back and everyone was like, whoa, it's going, it's all kicking off. And um, it's always good to go into a spaces for the first time and talk about effective ownership off the back of a beer hall visit. I mean, that's basically perfect <laughs> conditions, right? Oh, I, I, I've just got no chill when it comes to EO. And yeah. especially after, yeah, however many Steins I'd had in that place. Uh, he took it well. He took yeah, it really well. And guy. yeah, and I had some, I had some DMs afterwards of people saying, not, not everyone agreed with me, but a lot of people enjoyed it and, and stuff. So, so, so I what? I can't say anything me, to them. Explain me this idea that, Antonio wasn't good process. What is behind that? Is it is it purely that you should always go Salah and Aldo due to the ownership, or was there more to it than that? The, the the two things going around were kind of the price. You know, you pay a premium for the, your premium players, so you should always captain them, which I don't agree with. And and yeah, secondly, um, the the fear that you know the others would 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 hurt your rank too much. Mm. But I just don't see it like that. I just see it as you captain the player who you think is going to get the most points. I I, I just don't. I think the stress. I know people talk about strategy and playing the game differently and, you know, you're competing against others and all that. But I genuinely believe that if you're going to do well in FPL and really get into the top tiers, you need to back what you think is going to happen in a game. You know, we all do the research, we watch games, we watch football. And if I just do what everyone else is doing, I've got no edge. So hmm. I'm going to keep playing it that way. And 
yeah, not always finish highly, but maybe one day break into top 100. We did say when we looked at the captains, um, Luke and myself, that this could be a week to look at Antonio because it was all coming out for him as, you know, he had the personal data, but also Leeds' defensive mm. data was poor. So it did look like a week where you could take a risk on going beyond the, the heavy hitters. So it's, I thought it was a valid move, particularly given... You know, he's got five goals and four assists now in 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 six starts. It's ridiculous. Well, this is it. He's 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 Blanked like him one, right? Exactly. He, he's a consistent mm. player. Like his price at the start of the season, no bearing on how consistent he is now in the mm. league. You only have to watch him to see you know, how important he is to the team, how involved he is in in the attacks. His confidence, his his form, his stats are really good. He's just got everything to to be considered as a as a captain, especially when they've got a game against a patched up side like yeah. like Leeds were. And I thought Villa and Brentford would actually be quite tough matches for United and, and Liverpool, and they weren't. The thing is as well, it's not just a small sample for anyone screaming at that. You know, it's not just six matches of data. We know from last season what Antonio's mm. numbers were, right? When he was fit and playing, he could be considered a heavy hitter level of, of output, right? And that's what yeah. we've seen this season, right? Uh, okay, my team, not so well. I mean, I did say to Luke that I'd be happy with a small red or small green. Um, and I got a small red, went down 2,000 places, I believe, just to 49 points. Um, <laughs> Very small red. Yeah. Um, does that look, I mean, look, big at the back. Look at this. Look, look Sanchez 2, Trent 1, Alonso 1, <laughs> Shaw 0. Um, that was my defense. Alonso was my transfer in. Um, and, you know, obviously against uh, City, it was always going to be a long shot that he would get anything. But one point, he. Very average performance. Yeah. You know, Chelsea didn't really start as an attacking team until they were one down, and then, then it was, there was some opportunities there, but they were living off scraps, weren't they? Most of that game, City was so dominant, the press was so effective, right? There's not, there's not much you can do when they're just playing like that. Like it's any team's going to struggle, and and Chelsea, I just don't think they. It was surprising because you know Tuchel's always got the better of, of Pep before, but just didn't really have an answer to anything no. they kind of thrown at them and. You think Chelsea have got stronger and Lukaku was was isolated again and they just mm. they just couldn't find a way through. So great it was a great performance from City. We both kind of we both predicted wrong. them to lose lose that game. Wrong, and yeah, they were they just showed that they're still they're still gonna be a, a force this season. But yeah, I, I still think the lack of striker is gonna is gonna cost Yeah, them. we saw it last night in the Champions League, right? They played well in Paris, but just couldn't find the breakthrough, could they? Mm. And, and and they didn't really create a guilt edge chance against Paris, despite all their fine build up play. And and I do think they're lacking that spearhead, right? And yep. also, I noticed Torres is out of favour all of a sudden. You know, he's talked him up, and suddenly, last three games, he's not been on the team sheet, has he? So it's, it's... I just, they're just they're just trying so many players at that false mm. nine now. I mean, if, I think it was Foden, wasn't it? Recently, the second part in, of it. In, in Sterling, that, in the second part, Sterling yeah. there. You've got you know De Bruyne that can play there. Gundogan can play there. You know, it's it's such a tricky spot. The the only player who I who I fancy to get regular minutes is Grealish. Yep, and we'll talk about him later when we get mm. to the wildcards. Uh, so, okay, Trent, Alonso, Shaw, my defence in front of Sanchez. Then my midfield was in Bomo with two points. Salah, my captain on 14. Jota, sevens. Saar, nine, came in again. And Ben Rama, who isn't correctly lined up in that graphing, that's really bothering me, three points. Uh, Antonio, <laughs> my vice on eight. Lukaku, just the two. So, um, yeah, it it was a... I got away with it because I didn't go into the game week with Ronaldo, right? So I presumed I was going to get some form of red arrow. And I did, and a very small one, so I got away with it. And I was hoping, you know, looking forward to game week seven, thinking, well, I'm well placed. I'm going to have two Chelsea defenders. Um, you know, I'm going to be all set. But of course, trouble. You know, I've got, I've got problems with injuries and so on. But we'll look at that when we look at my team later. Let's look at great and the good because we are comfortably mid-table now. Look at that. Look at that. You're cosily 
sitting between <laughs> Magnus and Les Caldwell. I'm very happy with that. Um, we're two points apart. Two I'm on points. 24, you're wow. on 422. Is it going to happen, As Are you going to turn up next week and you're going to be ahead of me? Surely, with the with the injuries you've got, and then the defense, surely, surely I'm gonna. This is my week to uh, to do it, and that'd be great. Would be a first, wouldn't it? Right? It would. As well, right? I know. Stop yeah. mentioning it every chance you get. It'll be another it's, celebration. Um, but we'll see. A I mean, off my back, that'll be. It will be indeed. So I'm on four twenty two, <laughs> four twenty four. You're on four twenty two. Top of the great and the good league. Still, Tom Stevens now on four forty five ranked. 26, 158 in the world. And then Slippers. Slippers is second. Mm. All 38 points, 52, 075 rank in the world. Um, you were the only uh, manager to captain Antonio in the Great and the Good League. Uh, I was one of three to captain Salah along with Magnus and Les. Everyone else went Ronaldo, which is wow. obviously quite predictable. Interestingly, if we look at the second mm. table, as I'm winning on captain point returns, 126, the most of anyone in the league. I'm quite nice. chuffed with that. I'm never, never doing well on the... On the captaincy picks. Oh, the uh, subs has just gone in with another 100. We're up to 20.2. Thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I normally don't do too well on the captains. This, this is progress for me, you know, being up there on that. So I'm pleased with that. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Now it's meant to really kick in for me because Lukaku's got his run, but we shall see. We? We'll and now see. everyone's going to be making the... Do you, what would you think? Do you think Ronaldo's done enough to not be mass sold for Lukaku? Do you think it's going to be most people going with, with both of them? I I think the, the Villa Blank might have put uh, a dent in someone um, some folks' confidence mm. in Ronaldo. Um, I think Everton is very it's a quite a similar fixture to to Villa. I think in that Everton have got it in them to prove some resistance. They'll probably play three centre backs as well. I imagine uh, they could. I don't think they'll go back for. I think they'll play the three centre backs as well. I haven't seen Villa success with it. Um, so I think people will sell. I think anyone with a wild card will go Lukaku. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think others who have got, I mean, I think obviously the Trent injuries probably meant that people will probably address that rather than swap Ronaldo to Lukaku, I imagine. So I'm, it might be that might work in my favour in that up people who were going to make the switch probably won't now because Ronaldo at home to Evans is still a decent fixture, right? So I think that'll be there. I mean, you're, you're probably one, you've got the Trent injury and yet you're still going to be able to make that Ronaldo transfer, right? Well, I have seen someone in the chat saying Sufal's a doubt. So if right. that's true, then that could change things. I kind of need, because I've got Veltman that can come in for, for Trent and I know obviously the, the double Brighton defence isn't mm. ideal, but I still think Veltman has got some attacking potential in him and showed it with the assist for Mopé. Yeah, what a pass Actually, for Mopé, oh, by the way. Oh, what a no goal. one made a thing of that. When I was like, hold on, can we give credit to that pass? Volleyed over the top of the Palace defence. I know. If that had been like, if that was the Rooney and Van Persie goal. Or Van Dijk, Van Dijk's touch or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was, fantastic. it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And mm. yeah, to I know Brighton didn't go top of the league, but I celebrated that like like they had because there's a you know it's the second game in three in three where Brighton have got a point mm. in the last minute which is just not what happens with Brighton so it's a great moment um, so yeah I'm, I can play both of those I can do Ronaldo to Lukaku and still get a, a fairly strong eleven out um, obviously if I have other injuries that I need then things might change but I, I'm I'm looking at wildcarding over the international break right. so we'll have one of our our lovely, um, you know, boozy nights. Where yes, we over the break. Through, yeah. Talk from my wild card. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, that's fair enough. Um, okay, let's start looking at our stock check. We're going to look at um, team data first of all before we go into the position. So as we always do, let's have a look. I've put, I've put a rank column now down the side. Uh, someone suggested that and it was oh, a very, very good nice. suggestion. I don't know why I haven't done it before. Makes it very much easier to read where teams are positioned. 
Highlighted a few here. Obviously, the City defence. Look at this ridiculous. 270 minutes per big chance conceded. Uh, a chance conceded every 14.6 minutes. That's almost <laughs> double everybody else. Crazy. Crazy. Minutes per XG conceded 190.8. So they're only conceding an XG every two games. More than that. And minutes per... Yeah, same. 190.8 for minutes per XG conceded non-penalties. They are miles out in front, despite being ranked only 10th. Yeah. on the ticker going into the six matches that this data is from. So they weren't really given easy fixtures. They were given mid-table fixtures, and yet they're miles out in front defensively. Um, and obviously, we've spoke about how we're going to take notes of that with at least one of their defenders in, in wildcards, if not two now that Trent is out. Um, just pick out a few more teams here. Um, Brighton and Everton are third and fourth in the defensive data, but they did have the first and second best fixtures on the ticker for these six. So perhaps you'd certainly expect that of Brighton. We saw last season how resolute they were. Everton perhaps less so, but it's interesting that Everton go into the Old Trafford game against Ronaldo as the fourth best defence over this period. So, you know, we can't, I don't think we need to look at that game as an easy game, but then again, Everton did have the best fixtures. So it's really... And And the United attack is misfiring, right? At the moment, it's not, they're not, it's not just, it's not clicking. No. Um, for whatever reason. I thought Greenwood was the most dangerous player. Yeah, United six in shots, the last right? game. In that game. Yeah. yeah. Played, 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 played well. Like, kind of what I want to see more of him doing in my side. But, mm. yeah, Everton have, have been good. They, they look, they don't look like a team that's going to get torn apart. I, no. I, I think, you know, it, it could potentially be two goals for United, but I, I don't think they're going to score three, four, five mm. against no. Everton. They, they look well drilled and solid, and that's what we thought we'd get under Benitez anyway. Yeah, and like you said, United haven't got that attacking fluidity yet. And they're learning how to play with Ronaldo, right? It, it went well the first two games. The Villa game was more in line with what I thought they'd have struggles, mm. as in you know, Cavani has to come on to lend a bit more of a focal point. Um, and it happened, and it, it didn't click on the day, and Villa snatched a win. I mean, it was yeah. a funny game. But I think there'll be more games like that against the better opponents, and Villa probably are. A, they're, they're a top eight team, probably, mm. aren't they? certainly defensively, and it shows here they're fifth in the table for defence. Minutes per XG conceded non-penalty, 96.8. So they're not conceding high XG. Uh, and they were only ranked 12th in the ticker, so they had pretty average at best fixtures going into that six. So they've done well defensively. Chelsea were 18th on the ticker and yet a ranking six. So they're not second to City, but they did have very tough fixtures going into this run. And then we go further down to, quite surprising to see Liverpool only in 10th, considering they were mm. ranked fourth on the ticker. They're conceding a lot of chances, aren't they? They are, yeah. And you know they've they've got an unbelievable goalkeeper who's who's bailed them out, particularly in the in the couple of in the first few matches. Mm. Um, you know that that's why their XG conceded is so high because they've had they've had chances which should easily have gone in, or you know, but Allison has, has been superb. And then you've got the Brentford game where I mean it's just such a ridiculously open match of, of both teams. It's fantastic to watch, but mm. it does make you think this. Is this the same? Is this like the Liverpool side that were keeping clean sheets like every week when they when they won the league, or is it is it a team that is going to look to outscore opponents more than we've seen? Which is great news for like Salah and and Jota and Mane and, and people. But yeah, I mean Trent offers so much. But am I looking at move? Am, do I think I need to move Trent? Say it Trent's out for a while. I don't know who he is. Would I would I move Trent down to a Robertson or Van Dijk? No. Probably not. No. Don't don't think they're worth it. No, that's it. I mean Van Dijk does have the goal for it. And we'll see probably a bit of that later when we look at data, but. You're right. I think if Trent wasn't producing as well at the sharp end, we wouldn't be looking at him in the same line mm. because the defence at the moment isn't suggesting it's an elite top three defence, but we'll see. There's, this is six matches in, so we'll see. 
Um, and then, you know, we, you go further down the table. Um, Leeds defence is the second worst. Only Norwich um, are conceding XG faster than uh, than Leeds at the moment. And I'm actually, minutes per chance conceded, 4.8 is the most of any team. So they're conceding more chances than any other team at the moment, Leeds. Um, we're having to rethink, aren't we, about when teams it- play them now. We're targeting teams playing Leeds. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. I just I just look at their team. I think it's it's quite a weak midfield anyway, and it's a very weak defense, particularly at the moment. And they're just completely reliant on on attacking, and it's not it's just not quite there for them either. Rafina's stepping up, which is which is good for people around him. I wasn't sure that he could be that kind of reliable FPL option, but he's you know was back to back goals now, and he's had been injured out as well. It's typical, isn't it? Like you think, oh, he's got a bit of an yeah. injury. Glad he didn't go there, and then yeah, well, those people sold him and stuff, and yeah, and, and he scores. Um, not too bad if you move for Saar, obviously, but yeah, they're, they're just they're just a team that's very very reliant, I think, on on you know scoring goals, and at the moment they're not doing that, and they're not keeping clean sheets, and I I, I do worry for them. I, I said mm-hmm. it a few weeks ago, got absolutely slated for it. I really do. I, I think you, you get slated for everything you say at the moment. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty much. No, I I <laughs> I, I kind of I don't I I don't think they're going to struggle in the end, but I do. I'm starting to worry because I'm watching them and they're not free scoring by any means. Bamford's out, of course, at the moment, which isn't helping. Um, I don't. You know, Rodrigo and Roberts. How much threat are they going to mm. they going to offer? Rodrigo has shown glimpses, but I'm still not convinced. And it, so it is on Rafina, and he's clearly still in. It's still troubled by the injury. He went off mm. on the hour again, didn't he? So he's not. Yep. He's not able to complete a game at the moment. So there's something there that could get worse or could get aggravated in training. So he is still somewhat a risk, but I think he'll still be in wildcard teams. I think he's going to be showing up in mine. I, I know, I know, I know they've got injuries, but this this is just such a key run for for Leeds. You know, mm. the, the the fixtures are so good with Watford, Southampton, Wolves, Norwich, Leicester. Oh. That you know they, they need they need to be picking up points in, in these matches and conceding you know last minute goals and losing matches to to yeah. West Ham you know, shows that they're just, they're just a bit far off. And and where West Ham were last season, I think is where people wanted to see Leeds this season because they wanted them to take that next step yeah. up and be top eight, top, you know, we're definitely in the top half of the table. And yeah, lo- losing like that, like that to West Ham, if they struggle to pick up points in some of these other matches, that goal is going to change. And then is the goal just survive? And, and you know, and, and then it kind of changes the whole landscape mm. of their season. So I want to see him? I want to see him? You know, starting to starting to pick up the wins. This is unfortunate because I looked at this period at the start of the season and thought, well, I'm going to get Bamford and Rafina for that, and it's not necessarily turning out like that. I think Rafina has done has excelled and done better than I even expected. Yeah, same. But he, and I look at these fixtures and think he's got to keep doing that though because mm. this is their good run right throughout the season. This is their best run of fixtures. So yeah, it's Watford, Southampton, Wolves, Norwich, Leicester over the next five. You'd expect them to get returns in that. But I don't think, looking at the team data, defensive returns are going to come anytime soon, regardless of fixture. Let's look at their attack. Um, yeah, Leeds are 12th in this. Um, and they did have a tough start, right? It's, it's worth pointing out they're ranked 16th on the ticker going into these six matches. So mm. we perhaps didn't expect their attack to be right up there. So 12th isn't perhaps that bad. And like we said, Rafino has done his best to excel anyway. Elsewhere on his table, I mean, Liverpool are just... I mean, that Brentford game, at times, Liverpool were just... Tremendous in attack, weren't they? Yeah, and it's it's, it's Salah is like I keep saying he's, he's Salah just has gone up another level this season. He's just he's just fantastic. He's just such a great player to watch, and you know I, I didn't think he could get better any better than he has did last season, the season before. But he he has. He's he's just such an elite elite player now. And I think although Van Dyke coming back hasn't made Liverpool 
Well, I mean, I mean, they keep in clean sheets still, but obviously defensive numbers are, are somewhat down, like you said. But he just un- he he is key to unlocking, you know, everything that's good about Liverpool attack as well, because he gives them that confidence to play out from the back, and um, you know, and, and they less tracking back needs to be done because they know he can cover. And it was interesting without Harvey Elliott as well. What would happen? Curtis and, Jones has done very well. Like yeah, I mean, Jones Jones has re- has really stepped up to it. So he looks yeah another young player coming in. Um, who can who can help unlock their magic? Well, front four, Firmino's back now, isn't he? Two goals against Porto as well. Your worried Jota owner as well. Add yeah, into your, yeah. your list of yeah, potential. Yeah, I, am. I very risks. much am. Yeah, I mean, I've got to think that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. I think um, I want to look at his data in particular before we we dwell on that. But yeah, Liverpool twenty one point six minutes per big chance, the best in the league at the moment. Minutes per chance, four minutes per chance, creating a shot every four minutes. Crazy. Um, minutes per XG non-penalty, 35.4, 0.5 ahead of City in second. And Wolves are still third, hanging on after those first three appearances in the first three fixtures. But their threat has dwindled since they've been playing teams that have kind of defended deeper, haven't they? We've noticed exactly that. They're, fall- they're falling into that. Are they a 1-0 team? And not much more because they seem to only be able to win win 1-0. But it's great to see him in his score his, his first yeah, goal. Yeah, what a goal as well. Back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think... If they are going to be a one-nil team, I think he's going to be the one that's going to be getting those ones because he's done it. He's done it in the past. Mm. I think he's a good option if you've got him. I think I think you definitely stick with him now, and I think he should kick on. Yeah, I said with Luke last week, uh, he needs that first goal, and then he'll grow from there. And he and he, he just looked on it. He, he looked better all round. I think in that second game before even the goal went mm. in, uh, and he got he got what he deserved. Really, more on that goal later when we talk about Lukaku in particular. But I want to talk about uh, the teams in sixteenth and seventeenth, Brighton and Watford. Started the season fairly well. Brighton certainly have started very well. But look at the fact that they were ranked second on the ticker. Mm. Brighton was second on the ticker and are ranked 16th for the, in attack in terms of minutes per XG non-penalty, 94.6. And Watford are 17th, having been ranked third on the ticker. So in other words, they've had great fixtures, but in attacking terms, not produced great numbers. That's worrying, isn't it? Because obviously... You presume that when the fixtures get tougher, it's going to get even worse and we shouldn't expect too many goals from either Brighton or Watford, right? We're overperforming, which is the complete opposite of, of what happened last season. It's mm. uh, it's quite nice. <laughs> this is what I mean. These, these kind of last minute goals are probably not fully deserved when you, when you look at it. But we're playing well, but not just not really not really creating that many chances. Um, Mope, though, is, is really stepped up. Right? Just, just in general, I mean, I'd, I'd completely written him off as, as an option, but... I guess this was the period where you want him to do well because they had good fixtures, but mm. he could be someone who comes in as a 6 million, 6.5 bracket and, and becomes an option. And I never thought I'd be saying that six weeks ago. Watford are just difficult because they're just so reliant on Saar. And yeah. when Saar's not on it, they don't score. So I'm not entirely surprised. He's just so good. He's just so like, I don't know, Brighton have a lot of like fairly decent players, but none really stand out. Trossard maybe as being kind of, they, the they haven't got the one individual who can win the game no. for them time and time again. Whereas exactly. that's what Saab is, right? Yeah. Watford, Watford have got a, an average team with an absolute standout player. So, yeah, two two very different sides, but both dangerous in, in different ways. But I look at that and think, okay, so they're ranked 17th for minutes per XG non-penalty with the third best fixtures over that period. And I look at the fact that everyone's got on Saab and I, I look at the ticker and Watford's fixtures going forward. And, you know, they're looking at fixtures from week 7 to 12. They're third bottom. Their mm. run now is Leeds, good fixture, right? We knew that when we got Saar. 
after that, it's Liverpool, Everton, Southampton, Arsenal and United. Given that they've struggled to create chances with good fixtures, I'm actually worried that... I, I, I don't think Saar would be on my wildcard now. If I was playing no. it now, I don't think Saar would be on a wildcard. And I think he's been the most bought player last two game weeks, I think. Mm. This, if anything, could be the time to get off him, right? Yeah, it was what I, I bought him in for these two weeks, knowing right. I was going to be wildcarding in eight and, and getting rid of him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, Liverpool-Everton uh, aren't easy, and then Southampton, and then Arsenal-United. Do you really want to be playing him in, in any of those? Like... What's the maximum he gets? I mean, he doesn't... The thing is, he's still a six million player, right? He doesn't need to get you a goal in every game. If you ca- if you came out of that run with two goals for him, you'd, you'd probably be pretty happy and, and take that. But when there's other options around six five six, even going down to like 5-5 five, five now with yeah. Gallagher and, and Bomo there, I, I'm not sure... I'm not sure he... It, well, he, he won't be on my wildcard next, next week. Mm. No, no way. If I was wildcarding this week, I might be tempted to keep him for the Leeds game, but then I'd be looking to move him on. For sure. it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm not keen on wildcarding this week, despite my problems, is that really to wildcard, it would be, Saul would be one of the players gone. And yet yeah. I'd be getting rid of him ahead of the Leeds game, which makes that's what I mean. that that's, could be that's, punished, right? That's, that's why this week that feels just a bit, I mean, you know, you might want to get some Arsenal players in, but they've got Brighton away, which is, is quite a tricky game. You want to be getting rid of your West Ham players, but they've got a good game this week against Brentford where I can see goals in that. United, the really tough run for United begins next week. I think Everton, although I've said, okay, they're only going to get two goals, but still, I can still see them getting two goals in that game. So do I feel like I need to have a fire set of all those players this week? No. Wolves as well. I mean, Wolves have Newcastle, then they have Villa, Leeds, Everton, Palace. Like these, like I've got Semedo. He probably won't last on the wild card, but I don't want to sell him before Newcastle no, at home. No, and, and and obviously getting City defenders is something you exactly. want to do in the wild card, and they they've got Liverpool away, right? Which yeah, in yeah. terms of clean sheets is probably the worst fixture you can have if you're City, right? They are. It is Liverpool the best attacking opponent they can play, and away at Anfield the worst fixture. So you're buying one or maybe even two City defenders ahead of their worst fixture for a clean yep. sheet. So. That's the, the, why it doesn't make much sense for me, even though I've got no. problems. The, the, the only games I could kind of really see goals in this week are Chelsea, obviously, and, and West Ham Brentford. So I want to make sure that I've got Lukaku in. Yeah. And then I want to make sure I've, oh, I've still got my free West Ham players. So that doesn't strike me as, oh, I need to... Because I don't think that the options of that, particularly for this week, are, are that amazing. But I understand why people are doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many, if you've got flags and injuries and doubts everywhere. Well, if you haven't got Lukaku and you haven't got a Chelsea defender and you've got Trent and you've got Shaw, then yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm only halfway to that though. I've got the Chelsea players in place, so I haven't got that to tip me over mm. the edge. I'm just dealing with the injuries. But looking at the fixtures that are in seven, you're right. The fixtures that West Ham have got, Saar's got that fixture. I mean, I've got Mbomo. I don't really want to get rid of him at West Ham because West Ham will probably let him have chances. He's getting chances in almost every game. And it's only a matter yeah, of time and, he takes a couple, I think. So. And I mean, then, then he's got Chelsea. So, so with Tony, I think I think Tony's actually probably going to survive on, on my wildcard because right. I've been so impressed with with him generally and his partnership with Mbomo has been amazing. Mm. And I, okay, they've got West Ham. I think I think West Ham have been awful defence. I mean, I, at the start of the season, I was I was backing uh, Soufal to Matt Shaw. I wasn't expecting it to happen like this. With well, they've both, both been awful. Being absolutely <laughs> right. awful. Yeah. But I kind of got yeah. it right, but also not in the way that I anticipated. No. Um, but yeah, but then Brentford have Chelsea, obviously tough. But then Leicester, Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle. I think I definitely oh, want yeah. a Brentford. No, well, I don't think I. I definitely want a, yeah. a Brentford attacker for that. So I, I, I don't really want to get rid of him, Bomo, because I want to bench him no. against Chelsea. That was the plan, and then have him for that four-game run, and maybe even get Tony as well. Right. So mm. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm all mixed up as. See if you can add clarity. <laughs> We're going to look at some player data now, just briefly. Um, Ronaldo no longer top because of that uh, Villa performance, but he's still incredibly impressive. He's, he's third on our minutes per XGI and on penalty data on 76.3. Uh, Visser, who got the goal against uh, Liverpool, obviously coming on with very few minutes, is 74.2. And then Mares, who's probably going to sit there until he plays again. God knows when that's going to be yep. in the Premier League, at least. Uh, on 63.3. Antonio Lowe. We talk about Antonio and where does he rank in terms of captaincy candidates? Does he rank up there with a heavy hitters? Yeah, the data, look at it. Ridiculous. Five goals, four assists, a shot every 17.8 minutes, second only to Ronaldo so far this season, mm. with more games behind him and minutes per XGI on penalty, 100.9. It's incredible data for him, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it, the, the the main thing is it's not just him. He, I don't sense that he's carrying the team. Like he's obviously had a massive impact, a massive impact on scoring the goals, but all the players around him are playing well as well. So it's a bit different to like Saar, where I I think oh you know if Saar could have an off day, then Watford could struggle. I fancy Antonio, even if he wasn't having the best day, I still think he'd get an assist or a or a goal because players around him are going to create chances for him and and set him up and. They're just a really, really good side, West Ham, mm. and the defensively it hasn't really been working, but offensively they they are they are fantastic. So I I look at West Ham in any fixture outside of like Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, and I I genuinely think he is someone I would consider at mm. the moment. And and even this week against Brentford, you, you wouldn't bet him scoring again. You no, know, we we no. can't we can't take. We, it's gonna, he's it's got to be, be in the conversation every week, isn't he? It's going to be it's going to be an open game. That I'm sure it is. Oh, I yeah. think both both teams are, are really going to be going for that. It's just the it's the match that I'm most looking forward to um, this weekend. And he's he, yeah. If if I wasn't moving Ronaldo to Lukaku, I think it would be Antonio again for captaincy because Salah's got City. Um, you know I, who else? Who else is there that that, re, that really stands out? There isn't maybe Jimenez against Newcastle, but I don't he think was... he's yeah. I don't think he's he's that much of a better option than Antonio is. So unless you go for Salah in that tricky fixture, or maybe because. What we really wanted to see was a Chelsea midfielder, like just, you know, really kind of leaping to the fore. It wasn't like a Havertz or a Mount really kind of pushing us to be like, okay, this is the guy. But it's just so obviously two, two Chelsea defenders and, and Lukaku now. Yeah. So if you haven't got Lukaku, you, you go for Ronaldo, I guess, against Everton, but not that inspiring. But Antonio should, should if you've got Ronaldo and Antonio and no Lukaku, I would strongly advise that you can at least consider Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, he could run in close if not beat him again. Yeah. Um, we're going to look at Chelsea later, but we're going to look at Arsenal because they, you know, their performance against Spurs was was very encouraging. Obviously, they've won three on the spin now. They go to yeah. Brighton next. Um, but the likes of Smith Rowe and Saka, and credit to Andy, FBL Mode, who had Saka with his wild card that he played two no. weeks ago. I was sceptical about it. But early adopter, right? He's on that, head of the curve. Saka came in big time, and now Saka's starting to pop up in wild cards, and he's in my thinking. As well, he's got to be right, as is Smith Rowe in a lot of managers' wild cards yep. this week. Well, so we've got Arsenal's fixtures here: Brighton next, then it's Palace at home in game week eight, Villa at home in game week nine, Leicester away in ten, Watford at home in eleven, Anfield, Liverpool in game week twelve, Newcastle at home in game week thirteen, then United away game week fourteen. It's the home games that appeal to me. It's the Palace, Villa, Watford, Newcastle. You know, four at home in the next seven. They look good, don't they, those home games? Yeah, they do. Did, did you see the stat about Saka and, and Smith-Rowe, that the only players that have set each other up more before the age of 25 were Ronaldo and Rooney? Right. And Saka and Smith-Rowe are both midfielders and both only really broke into the team quite recently as well. So they, they're clearly two players who enjoy playing 
with each other. That sounds a bit weird, but you, you know what I mean? They yeah. enjoy playing on the pitch with each other. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, but Saka, Saka would be the one that I'd pick for sure out of these. Uh, you know, down to 6-2 now from 6-5. He's always been a player that's had good underlying stats. I think the problem was we never really knew where he was going to play. I like, used to feature at left back at times in central midfield, okay, to be push up the pitch. But now I think he's he, he's really starting to cement that, you know, that kind of, um, you know, attacking midfielder type role. So I think the stats he's had in the past suggest that he he can go on and, and do some really good things. He can be a consistent player and also get some explosive returns as well. I really like him. 6-2 is is a bargain. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking about Saar, right? And we were talking about the fact that perhaps this is the time to get off him after Leeds. Well, Saka's sitting there from game week eight. Yeah. With four games, four home games in the next six from game week eight that look great with form, confidence, if form's a thing, um, but with confidence, <laughs> should we say. Um, yeah, I mean, Saka for me looks to be the, the one to go for. Smith Rowe, though, I mean, 5-3, if you need to save money, it's not a bad downgrade, is it? No, it's not. I mean, I mean you, you could even you could even get him and, you know, have him as a kind of a, a rotating fifth midfielder who come, mm. you know, because this is the thing, like, I, I still, I know obviously the big at the bat didn't work out last week, but I still think you can make a case of having two Chelsea and two City from next week. Um, and that's not including Trent. So you could have Trent, two Chelsea, and then a Man City defender, play your four, and then Smith Rowe is perfect just to sit there and come in kind of if and when you want to, you know, use, use that midfield yeah. spot. So yeah, a yeah, lot, lot of merit in it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I would want to go It's just the minutes with. with him, isn't it, really? Yeah, but I think he's protected. I think, I think he, it was interesting that Pepe got, got dropped and it was Smith Rowe and, and Saka taking the wide rolls with Odegaard down the middle uh, in the 10 and Aubameyang up front of course that seems I mean that's their strongest side and I think Pepe will come in now and again and one will make way um, I guess if one does make way it probably is more likely to be Smith Rowe but you know mm. I, I still see that being their strongest team and Smith is, is Lacazette just finished now then? Is he, is he just... he hasn't had a minute yet has he? Right? So he's, 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 played, he's played 31 minutes has he? against, right, okay. against City right. but right. yeah He's not Bizarre. a fatter. What do you think yeah. about uh, Aubameyang as an option? 9-9 nine, nine now. He's not really been in the conversation at all. You know, if anything, if you were going Kane or Aubameyang, it'd be, it'd be the Arsenal player right now, wouldn't it? <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's about 10 strikers that I'd put above Kane. <laughs> and Aubameyang, I don't think that's necessarily saying Aubameyang is, is a fantastic no. option. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think, I, I just don't really know why you would do it when you could get Saka for 6-2. It, yeah. it just seems like, a lot of money um, to, to put in that. I mean, you've got um, Gabriel Jesus at, at what, nine, some, nine, six or something? He's not, not in that not. now, is he? Is he not? Is he not, is he he not gone, eight, he, nine or something like that? Is he, has he gone down even further? I, eight, yeah. I mean, he's eight, six, eight, eight six. six yeah. Jesus. I know he's playing the poo, I like to call, reverse out position, but still, he looks like he's got the, the trust of Pep now. And if you wanted mm. to tap into that city attack, he might have be a bad idea. I mean, even Jamie Vardy as well. Jamie Vardy's there at 10 four, so a bit more than a Bamiyang, but. He's he's on forty points mm. this season. You know he's had two double digit returns, eight points, only two blanks. Leicester haven't been clicking, but they've got Palace, Brentford, Leeds coming up. Um, I think these these are players who yeah. about because Aubameyang's a punt, right? But oh, definitely. I think, yeah, I think I'd go for the, those two over him if I was having a punt. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to mention him because I can pronounce it at last. Um, Tierney, yeah, um, Tierney in defence then. Um, Ordinarily, I'd say he's an excellent option. Like he's four nine, good price, right? Yep. You got to look at it. It's like only zero point five more than an development or something like that. Zero point four more than your four fives. You'll get the Arsenal defence, which is improving with those good home fixtures coming up. Uh, and you know Ramsdale is one that is catching the eye for the, for in goal. But if you're not going Ramsdale with a wild card, Tierney's got to be someone you consider. The the big thing with him is injuries, though, right? 
Yeah. And, and at a time, you know, if you're going to be grabbing the likes of Alonso and Cancelo and you've got an injured Trent and all this, like, do you really want to be bringing in a player who's almost certainly going to get injured at, Such at some point? It is. I know it is. I mean, he, the thing is as well, though, I mean, he's shown so much promise this season. Like, his stats are so good, but not really delivering. He's, he's a bit kind of like Semedo. He's frustrating. Um, I think he's, he's going to hit a big haul at some point, but I think you're going to have to put up with a lot. And I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not entirely sure that I want to go there. I, I just think with, with, with the fixtures, you're, you're going to want two Chelsea defenders. You're going to probably want to keep Trent. So the only way you can really get Tierney is if you, is if you go four at the back. And then that's, and that's ignoring like Cancelo or Diaz or mm. maybe even Laporte or someone. Yeah. So he's... I looked at it, but li- I mean, Livermento li- li- is such a good fifth defender. It's hard to, to actually justify yeah. going up to a Tierney for a fifth defender. And, yeah. and you know, play, you're not going to play five at the back. So Tierney's the player coming in if, if Cancelo doesn't make it or Alonso doesn't make it, I guess. But it's a shame because he's got a lot to offer, I think. And mm. he has impressed in patches. He hasn't had a consistent run yet, but you just don't see him having that because you know... In two or three game weeks' time, he'll probably break down again, which is a real, real shame. I know. Yeah, I, th- I think he's. I think he's a good option. Like if I saw someone with him in their team, I would be mm. thinking, "Oh, yeah, nice. You know, I like that." But yeah, I, there's, there's just there's other defenders that I want a bit more. Yeah. Well, we'll look at them in a sec. We're going to look at goalkeepers. I mentioned uh, Ramsdale. Um, so we're looking at keepers here, sorted by xG prevented. That is basically expected goals prevented. It's kind of a measure of the quality of shot um, that they've saved. Um, and quality of chance that they've saved. And Mendy, right now, the Chelsea keeper, is right out in front, 1.9 XG prevented. So effectively, he has made saves that he wasn't expected to make. And that kind of indicates... Pretty much all from that Villa game, he was absolutely outstanding, ridiculous. ridiculous. And and Alisson, as you alluded to, has been called upon a lot by Liverpool. He's second on 1.4. Yeah. Um, But what's interesting, that's not necessarily the data that we're interested in with keepers. It's not just that. We know that Mendy and Alisson will keep clean sheets. Um, as as will obviously Edison, who's further down the list in in eighth for XG prevented at 0.4. It's more about minutes per save, minutes per baseline BPS, because it's bonus points that we want as well from our keeper and save points. Uh, and you're kind of looking for a sweet spot, aren't you? And that and that's where you know Ramsdale, who's ranked fifth at the moment for XG prevented, he he promises save points as well, minutes per save 38.6, mm. which isn't that great at the moment, but you just sense that. He is a shot stopper and he's going to get plenty of shots fired his way, right? Yeah, and it's the price as well. I mean, he's he's a he's added into the mix as a 4.5 goalkeeper at a time when Brighton's fixtures are turning a bit. And and who else really is there? I mean, there's there is greater, I suppose, but I think Arsenal are starting to show signs that the kind of the defensive transfers they've made might start to pay off. And I've always rated Ben White. It was it was it's been good to see him partner with Gabriel and that always seemed like a good partnership, like that could could work well because you've got the big strong guy and the good passer and the way Arsenal like to play they complement each other quite well um, I've got to admit I wasn't, I wasn't that sure about Ramsdale <laughs> coming in mm, I didn't no. think he was as significant of an upgrade as Leno as, as maybe they needed like Martinez probably would have been I would have said oh if you give them the choice now you're obviously picking Martinez but if you ask Arsenal fans who would you rather have Ramsdale or Leno it's probably a bit more of a 50-50 split but yeah he's come in and is it a coincidence that it's coincided with three wins since he came in? Probably not. He's 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 done he's done a good job. Yeah, and it's his presence as well. And I, I think we've just got to watch for him in a wild card. I think he is one of the favourite keepers. I think Jose Sars the other one. 
And again, we've got to give Andy credit here because he had him and FBL mode had Saar and I was kind of going, mm, what have you done there? Spent five million on a goalkeeper and he turns up with an assist and Max Attacking Bain, machine. Yeah, yeah. And, and looking at this data, you know, he's interesting. Like he, again, he's, he's ranked fourth overall for XG prevented. Minutes per save 27, which isn't bad at all. Minutes per base on BPS 5.9, good as well, right? So he's a keeper that will save shots, will get you save points, is in the mix of bonus points as well. And obviously, Wolves' fixtures are, are still quite strong, right? Mm. So you've got clean sheet potential there as well. It's the five million tag, though. Would you go to a five million <laughs> keeper? I think all things considered, he's 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 the best option. He's the you know he's he's the best keeper that, to own. I think at, at five million. But like you say, it just is it is that point five. I I don't like to spend five million on a goalkeeper. It just it just mm. never it just never really feels right. I, I made a bit of an exception last year with Mendy when he was five. Because it felt you were tapping into like an elite defense, and it it was okay. I mean, it got better when Tuchel came in. But well, well, if Wolves are going to be this kind of one nil team, that's absolutely perfect for Sar because he's going to carry on getting bonus. He's going to get loads of clean sheets. The fixtures are good, and he will justify it. But I think if Ramsdale keeps his place at four five, he he would he would be the one that I'd I'd go for. Yeah, I mean. This is shame. Mendy's the one. Minutes per save, 25, right? Minutes per BPS, 5.5. And he's, you know, he's an excellent keeper, excellent shot stopper. But it, I, I, I guess, you know, we're, we're looking at two Chelsea defenders because we want to find two with attacking promise as well. And they are there, right? You know, you, you've got to look at Alonso, James, to an extent, Rudiger, Aspilicueta as well, has some attacking promise too. So it, you know, Mendy at six million just doesn't appeal, does he? But the data suggests that he's the best option. But I don't think don't see many wild cards going there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, when you when you're getting a six million goalkeeper, they have to massively outperform the others. Yeah, and I mean, Mendy's on twenty eight points, Sars on twenty eight points. Mm. Uh, you know, a million less. I mean, Raya's only got one less point than him, and he's four point six. Mm. So. The, uh, the, only, the only exception to the, the six million was that, was that year when De Gea went was absolutely mad yeah. and he was making like nine saves a game and he had about 30 save and, points didn't he had 30 yeah. bonus points I yeah it's absolutely unbelievable but I, I just think unless a goalkeeper is doing that that they're just they're just not worth the money I mean maybe Martinez might have been worth it last season if he was you know if his price only went up to 5-5 five, five, something like that like it is now but even he's not getting those regular double digit mm. returns for six million you, just, you need to be getting big scores and Chelsea can blow teams away. I still think, you know, three or four nil is, is could happen, especially in the run they've got. Yeah. And that means no bonus for Mendy. It probably means that he's not going to yeah. make him any saves. Good point. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's not for me too much. Interesting that Melia down in 20th in this for XG prevented, but he is exactly what we build him as. This is a goalkeeper who's making the most saves and getting the most BPS. Yeah. You know, he's 19.3 minutes per save. Only Darlow has made saves more often. Um, and only Darlow can beat Melier for minutes per baseline BPS. Uh, 4.6 for Darlow, 4.7 for Melier. So it, it, it's clear from this to me that if Leeds can sort themselves out defensively, get their their, their first choice team out again, Melier is still going to be the option that I want to look at maybe yeah. for the second half of the season. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, you know... He, the, the thing is, will they have their first team back in time to complement mm. the run that they've got, or yeah. is it is it going to be week on week? You know, the, the, being a being a patched up team out. Um, again, I, I still think I still think he's a good option. I, I, I think the goalkeeper decision on a wild card is a really interesting one. I think you can go lots of different ways. You can you can go for Melier, have him as a kind of a set and forget until January, and say okay, they're going to get their players back. They're going to start 
you know, looking better defensively and he's going to carry on making those saves. Or you go cheap and go for Ramsdale or you go for Saar. They're, they're the three for me. I think mm. Sanchez is just someone that I... He's done, he's done okay. He got a bonus point, didn't he? He as did. Well. He did. Yeah. And that's down to minutes per recovery, by the way, of which he's ranked fifth overall. It's, mm. The recovery is not the saves for him. And obviously the passing points as well. Like he gets high passing in BPS because he yeah. gets the ball a lot and it comes through him a lot. So that's that's interesting. That's a development from last season, right? Sanchez was never really a bonus magnet mm. at all. He's, he's gotten and, better in that respect. And and again, it's it's, it's Brighton. If, if Brighton aren't going to score too many goals and they're going to rely on quite low scoring games, it always favours like the goalkeepers. So I don't suddenly think that he's a he's a bad option. Um, it's just the fixtures aren't as good as Ramsdale's, yeah. and he's the same price. So I I I think I think you you probably just go with him, assuming that Ramsdale was just going to carry on playing, and then I was just drop now. Yeah, but you go Ramsdale and Foster as backup, which is the, the very popular partnership I'm seeing but I'm seeing Saar in teams as well it's, it's it's that kind of combination at the moment do you remember at the end of last season though when they just started like rotating goalkeepers around and Scott Carson came in for a bit and uh, um, Kepper came in and you know we, yeah hopefully that doesn't start happening again Let, if, if I'm worried if I'm looking at rotation I think that's I, I think Arsenal is the one that I'm yeah. a little bit concerned with because yeah. you know Arteta could one day be like look Leno I've, you're not completely out of the picture. Here, come in. Here's a chance to impress or whatever. And play and if in you a couple of games, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you, and if you haven't got a backup goalkeeper, then obviously you, you won't get any players out. Yeah. Okay, this is defenders. And, and this kind of like underlines just where Trent is. I mean, it's him getting the injury is such a blow because he means so much to us as a fancy asset. This this mm. table is sorted by minutes per XGI non-penalty. Uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, 145.6. Reese James is close to him, 154.5. Those two both injured at the moment. They are by far and away the most attacking defenders we've seen so far this season. Um, you've got Cancelo uh, and you've got Matt Ritchie who are, who are creating chances and getting forward as well, but not to the level that Trent and Reese James are offering at the moment. It's a big blow, isn't it, not having him? I mean, first of all, I mean, not only for our fantasies, do you think it's going to dent Liverpool's attack, not having him in the team? Well, yeah, definitely. You're taking out effectively their most creative player. They, mm. I mean, they, the thing with Liverpool is they've, they've obviously got the, the great front three, but they do... They don't have that Coutinho type player or that Fabregas or that kind of player that really unlocks teams. I think a lot of people were thinking that was going to be Thiago, but it hasn't really happened like that mm. for him. And I think they, I think they do rely. They obviously rely on Robertson and Trent a lot. So taking one of those out is 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 definitely going to going to harm them. Um, I mean, who, who came in for him? It was Milner, wasn't it? Milner mm. played Milner right last night. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Milner, bless him, is <laughs> unbelievable player. Like you know, ma- amazing career, but. If you're looking at a player to thread a pass or do a cross, you're going to be back in Trent over over Milner. So it's, well, it's over a, anyone. He's he's, <laughs> he's 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 out in front uh, in in the Premier League. Yeah, of course he is. So yeah. it's a big loss to us. But I mean, looking down this table at the, at the players in the top ten, Alonso and Cancelo show, show up really well. Cancelo in fifth in this table for minutes per XGI on penalty three hundred and ten point three. And what he's got also, he's playing in a defence that have conceded five shots on target this season in in six matches, which is ridiculous. And then Alonso, who we know if he can hold down that starting role, will be a gift to us. Minutes per shot, 48.7. Um, you know, not that high at the moment. He has done better than that, but we know the goal for it is there. We see him in the build-up, in the penalty area, even in the six-yard box, right? So we know what he can do for us. It's just whether or not he's going to nail down those starts. It looks like he has. But what, what's your thoughts on this? Because, you know, I haven't really talked to you about it because I got Alonso in last week when Luke was here. Where do you see it at the moment between Alonso and Chilwell? 
it's it's very hard to know what's happening with with Chilwell. Obviously, Chilwell played in in the cup game. Um, Tuchel showered him a lot. Didn't see happy with his performance. He then missed the penalty. Hasn't been seen since. Rumors going around that his mental health is suffering after the Euros and. Mm. You know, there's, there's lots of kind of ifs and buts and, you know, Alonso on the other hand has been playing every match, been made captain for a game, um, playing in the wing-back formation where he's oh, he's one of the best in the world, like, yeah. genuinely. like He's <laughs> certainly one of the best in the Premier League in that position, yeah, right? absolutely. So he, he strikes me as a kind of player that I could avoid for ages and look back on and kick myself because the signs are there that he's going to carry on starting. But equally, I wouldn't want him as my only Chelsea defender. No. I, I think I think a double up of Alonso and Rudiger is is the way to go. That's that's what I'm going to be looking to do because I think at least then you've got the fallback option of having the Chelsea defender playing in Rudiger, but then you're tapping into the the thing. What you've got with James and Alonso would would probably give me sleepless nights if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean Rudiger's coming in for me, and that was all. That, I think Rudiger and, and Alonso are going to be the pairing we see in a lot of wild, wild cards, right? I think to wild card and not go Alonso would be showing perhaps too much caution because surely in the mm. wild card you can build a team which can absorb having Alonso and I would put Cancelo in the same bracket I think I think Alonso and Cancelo going into the season we thought they're brilliant players who offer attacking threat but they're not nailed on and everything we've seen so far with the team sheets has contradicted that and said no they are more they're more nailed on than we think yeah because you know Cancelo's played every league game so far um as has Alonso right it it, it he hasn't it, neither of them have ended up on the bench in a league game as yet um, it's not going to happen for Cancelo at Anfield, surely. It might happen for Alonso at home to Southampton. That's the thing. So I guess we've got to see what... But I think if you're wearing the wildcard, you've got to go in for both of those two, right? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's, it's it's pretty sensible to to do that. Um, I, I, I I just find it hard to talk about because like, I just don't know what Tuchel thinks of Chilwell or Alonso. Like, he seems... I mean, he did it with Rudiger, didn't he? He came in, Rudiger was an outcast. He came in, put his arm around him, straight in the team, hasn't looked back since. Mm. He's done kind of the same with Alonso. I mean, under, under, I think it was a, a loss Chelsea had and was it Lampard didn't even let him on the bus or something going going home? And it looked was like that the West Brom was, game? Because it was dreadful. Yeah, yeah, Brom, yeah. And again, it looks like Tuchel's coming and, and, you know, and from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like he particularly has Chilwell in a massively high regards no. over Alonso, for example. So... I don't think Alonso's days are numbered. I think at the moment it's, it's just his spot to lose. And yeah. I think that's the same with lots of players that, that you, you're going to want to get in your team. It doesn't mean you should avoid them just because there's a decent player waiting in the wings. No, I, I, think, I think my take on Alonso is he, because he's playing the wing-back system, I don't think we, see, we should see Alonso's shirt as a defensive player anymore, right? Because Chilwell is a better defender. Mm. But that doesn't come into it when the main purpose of that position is to contribute to the attack. And if that is how Tuchel sees the left wing back role, there is no argument that Alonso is ahead of Chilwell in that department. Yeah. I mean, and I and I look back at the data, and the data shows that the gap isn't that big. Well, I think it is. I mean, I think hmm. I think on the pitch, Alonso causes defenses much more problems than Chilwell does. Right? He's, un- he's unplayable. He's unplayable. At in his times, time. he can be. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, he's here, he's back, he's everywhere. He's, he's, and he's got the set pieces as well, which is, mm. you know, I mean, obviously Mount can, can do a good set piece. And, but Mount's and, injured, right? So that's the Mount's other injured. reason why I think he could play exactly. Southampton. Yeah. But if, if, you're, if you're looking at direct free kicks in that Chelsea team, you want Alonso over it, mm. I, I, I would say. Um, the, the other thing that I like about going with Alonso and Rudiger is, A, I don't think Alonso will come on very often. I mean, if Chilwell plays, maybe they could bring Alonso on to add a bit of extra attack, but 
it's more like with the attacking options they like Pulisic on the bench and Hudson Odoi and mm. you know these guys are probably going to be the one, ones that come on so I don't think Alonso is going to see too many 20 minutes 30 minutes when, when he's playing so I look at Livramento at 4.2 now who pretty much everyone's got he, his run of fixtures coincides with Chelsea's perfectly because they've got Chelsea this week but then Leeds, yeah. Burnley, Watford, Villa, Norwich so if yeah. you've got Alonso and he does miss two of those games yeah. you've got a 4.2 million option who's going to come in and, and probably do a decent job for you yeah, and, and Livermento's not ranked badly on this table. He's down, he's down in 40th, which sounds awful, but that's ahead of Creswell. It's ahead of Dina. Yeah. You know, I mean, Creswell and Dina are players at the start of the season we thought, well, they're offering attacking promise. Not that great. I mean, Dina, minutes per XGI on penalty, 818.2. Just, that, no. that shows you that he just hasn't got forward as much as we'd expect. He has put well, crosses in. They don't need in, to. But... They don't really need him to no. do that because they, they've got, you know, Gray and... Um, you know they're playing wingers natural wingers playing, playing, right? playing natural wingers yeah exactly Yeah, and it, so it's not happening for Dina and Creswell has relied on set pieces to some extent uh, and it, that's not happened for him yet I mean it could at any time I do think he's still a decent option but you are going to look Livermento as your fifth defender so for me this is cut and dry like you you go to Chelsea defenders if you're not going to keep Trent in the wild card you go to Chelsea uh, to City defenders well Diaz and Cancelo you go Livermento the fifth and you either save some money or have an exit plan to get Trent back. Um, that's probably what many are going to do. And it's very hard to argue against that and look outside. Of I'll tell players. you who's going to be very happy to hear you say that. Mm. And that is Janny. Because I did the team reveal with him earlier and he showed me his wildcard team. And that's exactly what he's done. Mm. Two Chelsea, two City with enough cash in the bank to move back to yeah. Trent. Well, I'll show you mine in a bit, so to speak. Chelsea mm. defenders, um, which two should we go to? Um, and we looked at this last week with Luke and I filled it out with tonight's game as well. And it shows that, you know, they've gone first choice tonight. Aspicoletta, Christensen, uh, right centre-back, Silva in the middle, Rudiger on left and um, Alonso left wing-back. Christensen's an interesting one, right? Because I think in many ways, James's injury cements his role now because we know Silva's not going to play every game. So Christensen's either going to fill in at central centre-back or with Aspicoletta at right wing-back he's going to be right centre-back. So I think, you know, if you need to save money, going Christensen over Rudiger for now could be a sensible move. But Rudiger offers you a bit of goal threat at set pieces where Christensen is next to nothing. I think he's had one touch in the box, in the bonus box so far. Um, So I think he is certainly an option for your Chelsea defender um, if you don't want to go Rudiger. I mean, the, the data's here. If you're minutes per shot, 450 minutes per shot compared to... 135 for Rudiger. So you can see Rudiger's got that little bit more goal threat hmm. than Christensen. But if you look at minutes per BPS, Christensen 5.9 is bettered only by uh, Chalabar and Aspicoleta uh, and yeah. Thiago Silva. So he, Christensen is better than Rudiger for, for bonus points as well. Hmm. Right? So there's, it's it might be worth that 0-7 saved, right? Yeah, and I think, you know, if, if you're going with Ronaldo and Lukaku up front and keeping Trent, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes like you need to save money in places like it's the only way you're going to do it and paying five million for a Chelsea defender is a good way of saving a substantial amount of of cash right and you know you, you could even go for Rudiger and um Rudiger and Christensen and avoid uh Noah Alonso and, and James altogether and so would, would I want to go for Christensen and Alonso I, I still worry that they could both miss out you know like like one mm. week I think Rudiger just gives you that that real security. I I like Christensen as an option, but 
I, I still think Rudiger's worth the extra money because he's got the goal for it and he'll he, he yeah. definitely play. Yeah. Um, you, you just don't want to be missing Chelsea defenders with this run they're on because this is this is why we want to bring him in. And I think, you know, you can save money in places, but I would I would just, I'd make Chelsea the priority for, for this run and just get in the, the best two defenders. And to me, the best two defenders are Rudiger and Alonso by yeah. considerable margin. Now if you look at Alonso's data here, you're, you're getting across every 21.4 from open play. Uh, that's as well as the corners on top of that, which he is taking while Mount is out. And he's getting a shot in the box every 90 minutes, right? So mm. you're going to get a shot in the box and, you know, four or five crosses from open play, plus corners, plus any direct free kicks on top of the clean sheet, right? He, he may not get your bonus because, you know, the likes of Christensen and Aspicoletta are doing better for BPS. But if he gets you any form of attack in return or any of those open play crosses connect, he is going to get bonus. So. Yeah. It's so strong, isn't it? While James is out, I think you've got to take that risk on Alonso and then back it up with Rudiger. I think that makes sense. But yeah. it's going to be fascinating whether Chilwell comes in at Southampton. Um, I've got a feeling he won't. I Obviously, I'm biased because I've got Alonso, but I just think with the international break, Alonso doesn't go away for that. So he knows he's going to get that time off. Chilwell probably will get that time off as well because he's mm. not going to go join the England camp. So I think that... I, I, I just think he's too important to him. Like, and he will... I think Tuchel will look at the fact that Southampton got the nil-nil at City as well, right? So he can't take Southampton lightly. He no. knows that they're going to put up a defence and probably a, a low block that they're going to have to break down. So why would you not pick one of your best attackers in Alonso for that game? Yeah. And I, and I think, like, like we talked about with the set pieces as well, I think you need, you need someone in the team who can, if you've got a stubborn, you know, Southampton team, one of the best ways to to win it is is is, using, is with the direct free kick. They get they get a free kick around the edge of the box, and and Alonso isn't playing. Who who's going to step up and take it if Mount isn't on the pitch as well? Well, they're weak in the air, Southampton, and they mm. didn't look convincing at set pieces against Wolves, and they haven't got big dominating centre backs. Bednarak and Salusu don't look like they're they're up to the job of handling Chelsea, in my opinion. And I think you know Alonso, if he's playing with his set plays, could get something from that, but. I don't I know. Guess they could, they could play really Ziyech, tough. couldn't they? I mean, he he could shuffle the pack quite a lot. Yeah, he could play Hudson Odoi on the right, which might be all the attacking he needs, and then he could play Chilwell, perhaps. Yeah, but it's yeah. a risk, isn't it? Not going with your first choice wing backs in a game where you need to win, right? Because you just lost to City, and Southampton have already got a draw at the Etihad. It's and you've got the international break to come to yeah. to give players a rest yeah. as well. So it's going to be yeah. really interesting. It's hard to call. Yeah. I don't know. It it's, is. It's, it's tough, but I'm I'm going that Alonso will start. Midfielders, let's look at those. Um, obviously, always an interesting area. And this is where I just want to talk about Liverpool's dominance of this. This table is sort of a minutes per XGI non-penalty. And the top three midfielders <laughs> are Mane, Salah and Jota. Absolutely dominant. And and their top five, for like, the top five players for each of the stats are highlighted in blue here. So Mane, Salah and Jota are top five. Well, Salah's top five for four of these categories. Incredible. We're all fine. That's ridiculous. It's just absolute fantasy animal this season. He's not letting us down in any way and his data is just... It's too... Like, some seasons or some periods of the season you think, actually, can you go without Salah? Mm. There's no way. There's no way it looks... Look, at any point this season, if he keeps this up, do we ever think that? Yeah, but it's, you know... it. Uh, it's, it's it, playing City this week. I, I'm I'm seeing that as an opportunity to go with someone else because I almost feel like we're not going to get too many opportunities to to do it. And okay, I might have taken a bit of a risk with it against Brentford, but I, I wasn't expecting that to be three all in in all honesty. And it was much more open than I thought it was. I thought I thought Brentford would, would at least try and and shut them down a bit, but no, just went toe to toe with them. Uh, great great game. But 
yeah, I think Salah is just becoming such a, just nothing to do with EO, just to do with these stats, to do with the fixtures, to do with everything. And the fact that Liverpool's attack is just clicking so well. Mm. It's just, you, you, you've got to consider him every, every week. And yeah, outside of the City game, it's, it could often just be an easy, easy choice to go for him. And, and Jota in there, uh, again, like the Alonso Chilwell thing, how do you see this going with Firmino? Because I just look at Jota's data and we know when we did the Ronaldo data, didn't we, that, wow, Jota last season, ridiculous stats when he actually played. And, and I, I look at it again this season and, and Firmino, I think so far this season, is having a shot every 50 minutes. So you'll get, you're getting more shot output from Jota or Klopp will get more shots on goal out of Jota. Probably the data suggests that. We know that Firmino has struggled last season for goals, whereas Jota, although he misses chances, probably has, well, he has more goal for it, in my opinion. Do you share that? I mean, do you see it? How, how close do you think it is between Jota and Firmino to start? I, I wouldn't be surprised if all four played against City. He did it last season. And they just, he, just went, he just went for it and, and just played, played them all. It, it, it is a tricky one because they are... They, they either play together or they're in direct competition. Saleh and Manor are just unaffected by it and it's, it's just a straight-up battle between Firmino and Jota. But Jota's 7-7. I, I, still, I don't think he need. It doesn't matter. He, he can play 20, 30 minutes one week. He can play 90 the next and you're still going to get value out of him because he... Look at these... I mean, third on the list of, of all midfielders is, mm. is incredible. So... He is going to annoy you. He is going to frustrate you. I think he will shim minutes with, with Firmino because that is what they do. But ultimately, he should still deliver good points for 7-7. Yeah, because so what's interesting, like right, is Grealish is in wild cards, right? But if you look at Jota's number, numbers compared to Grealish, he's having double the number of shots per match. Mm. He's having double the number of shots in the box per match. He's having double the number of big, more than double the number of big chances per match. And his XG is, his XGI is 110 to Grealish on a, I'd say not quite so much. But so it suggests that even if Grealish plays every 90 minutes and you're only going to get 1.3 games out of Jota, like he plays 30 minutes in the second game, it's not a cut, it's not cut and dry, given that Grealish is 8 million no. and Jota 7 7. So it's very, very tight. I mean, I, I personally, I'm favouring sticking with Jota and waiting to see how Klopp. Works it with Firmino. I, you say there that Mane and Salah are untouchable. I don't think Mane is. I think Mane, I think Jota and Firmino will start and Mane will be benched on some occasions this season. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mane, Mane, I mean, Mane top of these lists is, is still is still interesting though. Yeah. Because like, again, I mean, you know, played well against, I mean, they all played well against Porto. Porto just gave up after about, after about five minutes and there's still been so many matches this season where I've watched Mane and just thought, is he done? Like, is he finished as an option? I think I said in the in the chat to you and Luke, like maybe it's time they did cash in. And if Real Madrid did come with like an eighty million pound bid, maybe yeah, you just say see you later and you know <laughs> sign someone else, someone younger, and, and play Jota there and, until they're up to speed. But you look at these stats and you think, wow, like he is still so such it's a matching threat. Salah, look, right for shots yeah, and yeah. shots in the box, it's matching Salah. Um, yeah, it's the clinical the clinical yeah. side of his game seems to have gone mm. massively downhill compared to where it was a few seasons ago, but. In terms of overall play and overall contributions, it doesn't seem like he's he has been that affected. I'm, I'm, I am I am surprised to see him so high on this list because it, it doesn't match up with what I've seen in the Liverpool games where I watch him and think, oh no, he's missed another chance, done another thing. But of course, these stats are based on what's happening on the pitch, so it's enc- encouraging, I think, yeah. for, for for a Liverpool fan. But 
yeah, I think you're probably right. I think maybe Mane is, isn't isn't as untouchable as as Salah is. Um, Jota though, yeah. I mean, you look at these numbers and you just think, why wouldn't anyone own him? Yeah, exactly. Right, he's seven seven <laughs> for that that return. Yeah, I I just think he's too good, and I, I do think Liverpool are more potent with Jota in the team, particularly mm. when Mane is not finishing as well as he has has done in previous seasons. I think Bot will need Jota on the pitch. And I wouldn't be surprised if Firmino does start against City, but I also wouldn't be surprised if after 60 more minutes, Jota's on the pitch because Liverpool won down and Jota could still end up getting something. If Liverpool score, mm-hmm. if, for me, if Liverpool score, Jota is not too far behind Mane and Salah in the reckoning to get points, right? We've seen it in matches, right? Salah's mm-hmm. probably miles ahead of everybody else, but in that Liverpool team, it's tight between those three in any given game, I think. It, it is, but... I don't see a Liverpool goal go in and immediately think, oh, that's going to be Jota. Like, he, he still frustrates, right? He frustrated a lot towards mm. the end of last season. His stats were up here as, as they were. And, you know, I've, I've talked about Rafina in the past not being, you know, what I think, like a reliable, consistent FPL option. Even though I watch him play and I think he's an absolutely unbelievable player. Still, like, points-wise, I, I had my doubts. that He's kind of, you know, with two our attacking returns in when he's injured as well it seems to be maybe I was I was wrong about that but Jota's another one where I think he's underpriced I def, I def, I'm not saying for a second that he's not underpriced I think he could easily be 9 million and people would still pay it mm. but I I do wonder if he's ever going to be con, like really consistent I mean he's got three goals in six I mean it's not it's not bad but well, I mean Raya denied him with a save of the season as well so he could yeah, come yeah. out of that Brentford game with two goals really I mean I think I don't know. I, I think he'll be he'll be needed. Klopp. I don't think Klopp can start too many games without him. I personally think mm. not. While Mane's still trying to get back to his best, I think Jota's important to them. I don't know. Maybe Firmino will come in and fly. He got two goals last night, although they were gifts. But also, I look at Firmino and think, is he ready to start the City game? Any other opponent, I'd say, yeah. The City throwing him in in that game. I don't know, he hasn't looked that sharp in the in the two appearances off the bench I've seen so far. But again, it's like the Alonso thing. It's such a hard one to call. Mm. And I think if you're wildcarding, I think in my favour this week, anyone wildcarding probably won't go Jota. So I think mm. it's another reason why not wildcarding and holding Jota could, you just never know, might come in, he might get something. But it's whether Liverpool can score against a team that have only conceded five shots all season on target. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Let's talk I mean, about... Oh. I, just, just, I was just going to say quickly that I think the big decision was was for a lot of people was Greenwood or, or Jota and I think Jota is yeah. now comfortably ahead Since of Since Ronaldo arrived I think that's yeah. the case Yeah, even though Greenwood showed up in that Villa game I still think it's only a matter of time before Greenwood starts losing minutes as well because it seems like Pogba on the left and then you've got one slot to get Sancho, Rashford or Greenwood in the team Yeah, and Lingard and they're not in the EFL Cup anymore so I <laughs> Just don't see Greenwood being nailed on for too much longer. I think he'll be, it's still his shirt to lose, but I think he will get rotated yeah. soon. Um, Gallagher is fifth on this table. I watched him the other night. He's lost some set pieces to the Mil- Milivojevic. He will with that one. Um, Very good. But he's in a lot of wild cards, right? What's your feeling on him? Yeah, I really like him. I really, you know, five, these, these 6 million, 6.5 million mids are, are just so. Good this season. I mean, Rafina, Saar, um, and Bromo's on there. You know, Decore, Gray, Gallagher. These are all really cheap options, and it, it's made the three premium, three and Trent 
doable in, in a sense. I, I, we still have our doubts about whether we think it's the best way to play, but you know, without them, you would, you would be really struggling to do it. And I, I think Gallagher is, is probably my favourite of, of, of the six million and unders. Yeah, I think Saka's there at 6-2, um, who I'd go for. But if I was looking for six million or under on a wildcard, I think it would be Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that puts me off, I look, I look at Palace's fixtures and then they just never have a run. No, I know. Which is absolutely a gimme. Like, they've got this little run here with Newcastle at home in nine, City away, then it's Wolves and Burnley. Okay, that's not bad. Three or four are good. But if you look at their fixtures long term, there's never a spell where you go, that's where I'm going to get Gallagher in. But, but does it matter? Because I mean, no, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, if you're wildcarding, you don't want to be touching that five, seven, six million midfielder. Like in some ways, it's quite nice that it kind of goes one up, one down, because then you can just mm. think, okay, he's got a bad fixture this week, but the next week it's going to be, if he had a good run and then a bad run, you'd then be wanting to take him out for the bad run, then you'd be losing a transfer on a five, seven yeah. mid. So I, I don't necessarily think it's, it's the worst thing. I think you just get him and you just keep him. Mm. And you accept that some weeks he's probably going to get two or three points, but then he's got Newcastle home next week and he could get you 10. Mm. To Corey and Townsend, they're further down our table here. Um, Townsend in 44th on 374.8 minutes per XGI on penalty. Um, he's relied on the penalties, obviously. But he has showed up well. Him and De Corey and Graham and his three there in the Everton team yep. you could look at, right? But yep. They've, I, had, I, they've I, had their good fixtures. That's the only thing with Everton, I think. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think we might, I think we're going to start seeing Decore dropping deeper now. So he's, yeah. I've been singing his praises every week and saying he's the one, but is he, is he really going to continue in that really advanced role like he was against Norwich? He, he's, he's a bit of a concern. I think now I would, if I was wildcarding, I would probably go for one of the other two. I think I'd probably go for Townsend, you know? If he's on pens. Yeah, I guess on penalties adds to it, doesn't it? But I think I prefer Gallagher there. And I think for me, Mbomo's done nothing yet to warrant me getting rid of him other than frustrate me because he does get chances <laughs> every game and I do think Brentford have got that four game week run where they look good and it, again it's the same thing that's playing on my mind this week is if I wildcard him out I could regret it because I know he's going to get a couple of chances at West Ham it's just whether or not they go in right mm. and it, it's a risk isn't it because he's that type of player that because he's playing up front why am I getting rid of a 5.5 midfielder playing up front in a team that's showing attacking promise it's starting to happen. You can just say, I mean, it is, it's not starting to happen. It is, it is happening for, for Brentford now. I think mm. they're just learning. They're, they're adapting much quicker than Norwich and, and Watford to an extent as well. And I think they're only, they're only going to get better. Um, I mean, they've obviously already got a good partnership because they know each other well, but you know, mm. they made some new signings and they're starting to gel. And Tony, Tony looks completely... I mean, Tony against Arsenal had a good game, but we watched it and thought he's not really attacking very much. Like he's holding the ball up well and, you know, there's clearly a game plan, but now it just seems the game plan is much more about get Tony in the ball and have him hurt defences rather than just get the ball around the penalty area. And that's going to boost the likes of him because he's going to, he's going to thread him through and they're going to look for each other a lot mm. more. And yeah. I, I can just see, I can just see them scoring lots of goals, especially over the next five or six weeks. I, mm. I definitely want one of them in my side. Yeah. I, I don't think I can get rid again. So it's another reason why, no, the wild card just doesn't look on for me. Um, let's look at Tony and forwards then. Um, he's, you know, his data's not that outstanding no. by any means, right? You know, this is again sorted by minutes bet showing on penalty. He's down in eleventh place, hundred ninety nine point three. The likes of uh, Jimenez, Vardy, Calvert Lewin, Jesus, Lukaku, Wilson, and Tony all above him, and none of his data is in the top five for any of these uh, any of these stats. Minutes per shot or shot in the box, minutes per big chance. He's out of the top five for all of this data. But 
you're right, he's settling, right? And he's causing defence's problems and the good fixtures are to come. He has had a, a tough start. Brentford have had a, a fairly tough start. So, yeah, I, I think for that game week one, I'd want one of Tony Allen Boomer. And if, if I'm not getting them in on the wild card, I'd have a plan to get them in, right? Yeah, this is where stats stuff is, is obviously useful, but Tony isn't playing like the 11th best no. striker in the league from an FPL perspective, in my opinion. I, I would I would favour him over six or seven of the of these players given given what I've seen from him and what I've seen from Brentford and that's that's come from watching games I mean against um against Wolves you know he had Embraimo squares the ball to him he scores Embraimo's offside he then has the handball where it hits his his arm he's, he's unlucky with that as well he's playing with, he's, it's called a back heel didn't he you know he, mm. he's he's playing with confidence and the team is looking to get him and he's playing for an attacking side that favours I mean any t- it's like Leeds last year any team that goes to Liverpool and doesn't just sit back and just says, no, we're going to play our normal game and attack. Their striker has to be someone that we that we consider their main striker. Mm. And he's got the pedigree. He, he he can get 10 to 15 goals this season. I'm, I'm sure he can. Yeah. And they're good runs coming. So, yeah, I, I, I look at this. List. You, if you looked at this list, you'd say, oh, his stats aren't that good. I'm going to sell him for someone else. But I'm, I'm really reluctant to get rid of him. So he, he'd be the third striker if I was playing three up front for me as well. Yeah. It's, for me, it's just Lukaku and Antonio for me. It's I, a good price as well. He's not 6'3", is he? 6'2", 6'3". Yeah, get him now while his prices aren't yeah. there. But the, the, the front two, if you're going two, it's got to be Antonio and Lukaku, right? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, I mean, we talked about Freeman to death, so we're not going to look at that in our wildcards tonight. But I do think it's very hard, given the fixtures that Lukaku's got, to look beyond those two at the moment. And I don't I don't think, because of the injuries to Wilson, the injuries to Bamford, Jimenez is coming good, but he needs more time. And Tony's got the fixtures coming. I mean, moving to three in a few weeks to get Tony in is a good mm. move or going Tony now and maybe going a budget midfielder. But the other two slots up front, Antonio I, and Lukaku. I, I, I do favour Tony over Mbomo, I think, just because yeah. otherwise you're going to be stuck with like a Perica or, or someone like that. And, you know, you, you can get in a Gilmore or a Brownhill or, or someone else. Obviously not ideal, but at least you've got someone who can come over two or three points. Mm. Or you could go up to Smith Rowe, for example, at five two, and and pair that with Tony if you've got the cash in the bank to, to be able to do that. Um, if you go with if you go with Embraer, then you are less less flexibility, basically. Yeah, but, and Tony's got the pen. I mean, I'm I've just I'm just trapped in it now because I know that the minute you get rid, oh, you know, absolutely, he's a, he's a striker, right? So it's difficult. Well, he's, he's, and like Embraer's not a bad option. Like he's playing out of position and is is, is looking sharp. He's, he's definitely, but if you're clean slate wildcarding, I think the sensible play is probably just to switch over to Tony. Yeah, yeah and that's why I wanted, if I was going to wildcard, I'd want to do it when, when Brentford have got the fixtures where Tony mm. can be and Bomo in those fixtures. We're doing it now. I don't know. As, as soon as you do it, you just know, know what's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the trouble. But <laughs> I mean, would you argue against the and Antonio with a wildcard? Difficult, isn't it? Well, you, you need them. Mm. <laughs> you need them. You need Lukaku for the fixtures they've got and you need Antonio because of the form he's in. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way I'd, I'd be I'd be wildcarding without without those two. I think you're. I mean, I guess you could potentially lose Antonio. The games aren't amazing. There's Europe starting, but I don't think the options are any better. Like, no, we I, need, I don't we know. need Calvert Lewin and Bamford fit, right? And we need we need the likes of Jimenez having more form, Watkins having more form. Then then there's a conversation to have. Yeah. At the moment, I don't think he's there. No, I agree. Okay, let's look at your wildcards that you did put together then. Um, so. Talk us through this, As Talk us through your team. This obviously isn't uh, the wild card you're playing, but it would be if you were playing it, right? 
Yeah, well, this, this is this is one that I sent you earlier. Obviously, I, I said earlier that, that Rudiger and Alonso is the, the play. I, I haven't got him in this. I've got Saar, Christensen, Rudiger, Cancelo, Salah, Rafinha, Grealish, Gallagher, Tony, Antonio, Lukaku, and then Foster, Trent. So I kept Trent, Livermento and, and Brownhill. Um, and 0.7 on the bench. So is that, is that, I think I could, I think I could get Alonso with this, but you could go Christensen. No, you could go Rudiger instead of Alonso. You couldn't get, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't get Christian. Well, I, I mm. might be able to move a few things around and, and get in, but yeah, it's, it was, it was just a team. It was just a team. I think there's, I think there's options, right? I think there's lots of options that you can go with, with on your, on, on the walk. I think you can, you can do the, the two city, the two Chelsea. Um, I think given that I'm going to be doing it in eight, the big question for me is how do I tap into Man City? Because the fixtures are so good. And I still think Grealish is is the best pick uh, just because he's, he's playing the minutes. I, I, wanna, I just want to see him do something <laughs> that, isn't, uh, that isn't like a, an amazing solo goal in the Champions League. Like, I, I want to see him... He didn't him... play well last night. He didn't have a good game. No, no. The referee I... wasn't on his side. And, and again, against Chelsea, he was impressive and he should have done better with the chances he had. But Yeah. I don't, I want to see him like you know creating more chances, threading the ball through to players who who, who go on and have a chance or have a shot. That there was a, there was a spell when he was in good areas and in the penalty area, and, but it, it just wasn't quite falling to him. And I still wonder if if he if his role in the team is a bit is a bit of a question. I mean, his quality shines through in, in lots of mm. games and he plays well, but when he really settles in that side, I think we're going to know about it because he'll be unlocking teams in every match he plays. What I'm not seeing is him laying the ball off for shots, right? I'm not seeing... We saw that for Villa. Like he'd draw defenders in and he'd lay it off for someone like Lewis or McGinn to run through for shots. And obviously he had Watkins to aim for in the box. He's not doing either of those for City because one, he hasn't got a striker to aim for, it seems. Yep. Um, it's not, you know, it's not working necessarily for City in that way because they're not playing that system. And no one's running onto his passes. I mean, I thought, De, obviously, De Bruyne's tailor-made for it. Mm. You know, Cancelo, to some extent, is running, is his side and, and can shoot. It's not happening as much as I thought. And so I'm not seeing him threatening points in the way he did for Villa, bizarrely. No. And I think it's, it's, it must be very hard to go into a Man City team because everything's constantly changing. You've got Cancelo dropping into midfield. You've got a different false nine every match. You've got more rotation. You know, yeah, he's, 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 you know, good friends with, with Sterling by all accounts and, you know, probably was looking forward to that partnership, but he's mm. kind of taken his position instead of playing with him. Um, so I think it's going to take a bit of time to settle. I've got absolutely no doubt he's going to be a successor at, at City. He's, he's going to, he's going to hit a, a spell where he just is, is unplayable for ages and, and gets loads of points and everyone suddenly floods to get him in. It's just, it's always tricky to know when that's going to be. I just think mm. if it's going to happen, it, it is most likely to happen when the, when the fixtures turn quite nice for them. Um, the other option here for me, by the way, is, is Saar down to um, Ramsdale and then Christensen up to Alonso, yeah. which, is, which is probably what, what I'd favour, actually, which would be closer to, to my But, but you would keep Trent in a wild card, would you? Yeah, I mean, assuming that he's going to be back after the international break, he's not, not going anywhere. No, mm. he's absolutely... I mean... Is is there any rumours that he's going to be out for a Well, they're saying three weeks, right? So that could be game week eight. It could be game week nine. So he could miss Watford. But, you know, I, it's difficult to say, isn't it, this one? I, I think if I was wildcard, you'll see my team in a minute. I think I'd go without him, but have the plan to get him straight back. I'd have the money in the bank. I think that's what I'd do. Because City have got Burnley game week eight. So going in with the two City defenders for that, even if Trent did come back, you'd think that City would get you would cover mm. whatever Trent could get, maybe, right? Trent has scored at Vicarage Road before, so 
Not necessarily, but I think I well, when you show my team, that's exactly what I've done. It's quite just 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 really quickly, just yeah. quite a few people in the chat sort of uh, talking down Grealish, basically saying mm. overrated, um, going to be drops as soon as you know Pep realizes that he falls down all the time. Uh, isn't the big fish in the pond anymore? I, I just disagree. I just I just massively disagree with that. I think he's playing ninety minutes for a reason because. A lot, a lot of the play he's doing is good play, right? He's 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 getting he's getting ratings of eight and nine in, in basically every match that I've seen, apart from maybe the one last night. In the matches I've seen him play, his passing's been good. He's been it's it's just the FPL perspective that I'm talking about. Yeah. Is he is he is he he's not hitting those? Anyways, but in the actual side, he's he's already doing brilliantly, and he's only going to continue to get better. So his his quality in the team of Man City isn't in any question for me. It's just when does he become that that real FPL option when suddenly everyone floods to him? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it could. I, I genuinely do think it could happen. I don't. He hasn't been anywhere near touched by rotation yet, right? And I, is he completely bomb-proof? No, I think it might happen eventually, but I don't see it happening yet. Um, I, I guess the the issue is Sterling's not had a run on the left yet at all. No one's had a no. look in. It's just been him. I wonder how long that will go on for. I think what's helping Sterling is. It seems that Torres isn't settled in that central role. He isn't, you know, maybe Guardiola's choice for that role and Sterling's going to get some starts down the middle still, like he did last night. I think the minute, if someone does pin down that striker role, whether it be Jesus or Torres, then that's when Grealish might get some rotation. But mm. not, it's not there yet. But J- J- Jesus is a good option, I think. Like, like genuinely, I get another player, a bit like Mope, who I would have kind mm. of laughed at if you'd said he, he'd, he'd be a factor. But... I think you know. I think he's he's essentially right winger now, and and hasn't done anything to make me think he's not going to play there. But he has also played at striker too, so it's not like he's completely not not being used as a striker as well. Mm. Um, and the fact he's first now he's got that extra versatility means that he might play more minutes. You can't trust him though. You're not going to have him in front of Antonio Lukaku, are you? That's the thing. It's no, but you could put, you could you could put him in a three. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Because you, you, you could you could you could go in Bremo and um, I think you're. Yeah, you could. Yeah, Jesus. but I think you're you're trying to force it there. I mean, that might come later in the season. I think I think Jesus and Sterling could be players that we have for double game weeks, but I just don't know if we get them in in, in normal game weeks yet. Um, interesting. The, the, I mean, the, the, the question is, is, it's about trying to tap into City for that run, mm. and you can do pros and cons on any player in in the side. You could, you know, De Bruyne, Foden, um, Grealish, oh, yeah. Jesus. Like I could tell you two reasons to get them, two reasons not to get them. But I think you can make a case of, of going for anything. If you get it right, then you've you've you know done what a lot of people won't have had the had the balls to do. Mm. I, I, personally, for me, it's Cancelo for sure because he's got that. He's been brilliant. I mean, he's one of my favourite players. I think he's fantastic in every department. You know, going forward, I think defensively, he yep. very rarely gets caught out. Um, it's just his positioning is good. He's got decent pace. Um, so he, he, you know, for someone who offers so much in attack, he is not a liability in defence either, is he? Um, he's not Walker. He's not as sound as him, perhaps, but he's still solid. Uh, and you go Diaz because I just don't think there's an attacker I want to pin my hat on at all. I just don't see, don't see someone as definite. Grealish has the definite starts, but I'm just not, I'm not impressed by his FBL output and what I'm seeing yet. So, so this is what I've gone for: Ramsdale in goal, Diaz, Rudiger, Alonso, Cancelo. Um, Salah, Jota, Rafina, Saka, Antonio Lukaku, and Bomo Livermento on the bench. Eric is still the third, third striker. <laughs> offers me nothing at all, but then it does mean I can save two million to go Diaz back to Trent when he's fit. Um, 
And yeah, I've kept with Jota and I've gone Saka um, and Rafina mm. in for the likes of Ben Rama uh, and Saar. So you can see this is a good team to have. Is it a good team to have a game week seven when Saar's going to Leeds and when is going to West Ham and Ben Rama's playing Brentford? That's my problem, you see. I, I look at it and think I could get punished for that. Um, the injuries at the back, perhaps not enough to make me do this. But I like this. I do like it. I like, I like it a lot. You're not going to like this. Go on. I really like it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's you It's a good would. team. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good team. I mean, it's going to hurt you when Bromo scores a hat-trick from, and it's on your bench. But, you know, at least Alonso might miss out and you might get the points in. So it's kind of win-win. I know. And, I mean, I really like Livermento. So there are a number of players that I want in this team. It's, look- a, it's, a, it's a game week eight wildcard, though. Well, it is, but I can get to it quite quickly with just transfers, right? Because if I take, it looks like I've got to take a hit this week. So Cancelo might have to come in on a hit anyway. So I'd already have Rudiger, Alonso and Cancelo at the back. I've already got Salah, Jota, Mbomo, Antonio and Lukaku. So I'm only three players off it. And, and yeah. the goalkeeper, yeah, okay, I've got Sanchez over Ramsdale, but you're not in a hurry to get Ramsdale. He's not going to absolutely hurt me, is he? So that's not the end of the world. So i am I'll be, probably be three players off this after taking a hit. So I look at it and think, is that worth playing the wild card? Probably not. No. So that, that's the, we'll see when we get to my, my team. Let's no, I mean, be, and to be fair, this is what you wanted to yeah. achieve, right? I wanted to yeah. build, well, instead of Trent in for Diaz, yeah. Yeah, this is what I was building to, but I didn't see the Trent injury coming. Other than that, this is, um, and Saka has emerged, right? I was going to probably have Pete Ben Rama, to be honest. But mm. I just think with the European fixtures, sooner or later that's going to tell. Yeah. And Saka's four home games in six coming up look really good. So Yeah, I think Saka over Ben Rama's more than sensible. Yeah. And I think Rafina, because he's done well against adversity, he's got the injury, but if you've got a decent bench in Imbomo, in my case, and Livermento, you can afford to take the Rafina risk, I think. Yeah. Um, let's look at predictions. Uh, you're doing really well. It's really annoying. <laughs> You're beating me for the first time Woo. this season uh, in this. And um, you really did very well last week. I mean, five correct scores, uh, five correct outcomes, three correct scores. Normally my forte. I know. Boom. Straight in on that. Yeah. So you've had eight correct scores this season to my seven. You've had more correct outcomes, 32 to my 30. And you've predicted more clean sheets, 31 to my 26. So you've beaten me in every discipline. Yep. End the season now, right? It's just call it quits. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. We want order restored. Let's look at our predictions for this week. Starting, I mean, this is interesting. I just want to stress again, we don't see each other's predictions. Oh, we haven't gone ultra similar very, again. Very similar. Very similar. <laughs> uh, United, Everton, the early kickoff. We've both gone 2-1 to United. We both see. I mean, it's just only Luke Shaw. I know that United concede in every game, right? So Everton score. But I'm going for, for an, an Old Trafford victory. That's crazy, United. our predictions. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, so 2-1 there. I don't think it's too much controversy. Um, not much deliberation went into that one. Burnley, Norwich at three o'clock. We've both backed the home team. You've gone 1-0, I've gone 2-0. Norwich down, right? We, I mean, I don't want to write a team off, but it's very difficult to see. They're not They're not looking like scoring goals. They're not looking like keeping them out either. <laughs> no, I just, they just look like they did when they came up last time. Like, mm. you know, too good for the championship, but they sold Brendia haven't really replaced it with any creativity. Pookie isn't scoring goals, conceding too many. Like, it's, they're just going to go down again. Like, they have no... invested more this time. Like, I think they've rolled the dice more, but losing Brendia at that time, yeah, it's too much of an upheaval to take going into a, a season back in the Premier League, isn't it? 
I mean, he was like the best player in the championship last season. Mm. He's, you know, he's like their main, their main player. So to lose him is massive, um, obviously. But mm. I, I, I do, I definitely have my doubts about Puki at, at this level because he, he just doesn't seem to be, yeah, really consistently up to it. And they've got this sergeant guy, haven't they? He's good. Who's, Josh Sargent. Who's who? Who, who look? I, I wonder how long it's going to be till he starts, you know, regularly. Yeah, he's starting out on the right at the moment in a three, mm. wasn't he? He looks lively, but yeah, a lot of people calling for Puki to be. Rested or, yeah. or dropped, in other words. But yeah, we've gone 2 0 Burnley. Uh, and I think a Burnley defender is a good shout. If you're wildcard and you want to um, not go Livermento for your fifth defender or even a fourth defender, and you, maybe you're only going three at the back uh, and you want a cheap fourth defender, then I think a Mia or Tarkovsky for this game, uh, maybe yeah. not for long term, is a good option because Norwich weak at set plays. Burnley have been strong at set plays this season for once. Um, I think that's a good choice. Uh, Chelsea, or, or, or it's always a perfect one week pun if you're looking to wildcard in game week. Yeah, anyway. that's another reason. Wanna, yeah, and you want to drop a Trent or a Shaw or someone, and you've yeah. already got Lukaku, for example. Then can get in me or Tarkovsky. Yep. Chelsea Southampton. You've gone the two 0 I've gone three. Don't see much resistance from Southampton. Um, we, we, I mean, we've we've consistently underestimated them throughout these predictions. Like they, mm. you know, the nil nil against City, no one predicted. Of course. Um, they've played. They've been considering the the players they lost. I I thought they'd be worse off than where they are. But you, you surely you've got to think of Chelsea going to win this. I don't think it's a, a, a smirching Southampton as such because we saw Villa play really well at Chelsea and still go down three 0 I just mm. I do think that they will create some chances and Lukaku will take and get a couple of goals. I saw the way Jimenez bullied that Southampton defence and immediately thought, well, if they can't shackle Jimenez, his physicality. What are they going to do with Lukaku? He's probably one of the best, if not the best in the world at pinning a defender and turning them the way Jimenez did to Bednarak yeah. for that goal. So, yeah. Unless Chelsea are fatigued by tonight's tie and you in, I don't see any other result than a, than a win and no. by a decent margin. Leeds-Watford both gone 2-1. We still think that Leeds will pull off this guy. <laughs> Again, it's a, a more about Watford, I guess, and that they don't offer too much goal for it. Um, Away from home, how ambitious will they be, even against a fragile Leeds? And I do, I do see Leeds, you know, getting the result here. As do you? I think. I mean, they've got to win. I, I keep saying it. They, they can't. They can't be losing like a game like this to, no. to Watford, or, or, or they, okay, relegation might might not be on the cards, but they don't want to be anywhere near the relegation spot. They want. They want to be pushing on. I know they've got a lot of injuries. I know there's problems, but they've got to show that they can. They can get to, get results against kind of the lower lower teams in the league. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back them, but yeah, if they if they drop points in this as well, then yeah, there might there might be some cause for concern. The ex lively derby, I'm calling this Traore versus San Maximin. Mm. I'm going a goal fest of two all. You've gone more conservative one 0 How do you see this one going? <laughs> I think I might be, be. You might as well just write all my predictions down for Wolves over the next like ten weeks. They're all just going to be one nil, either one nil Wolves or one nil the other team. Mm. I just. I think I look at all their stats and I think this is a team that should be winning games quite comfortably and they've, they've got a good side and they've got options. I mean, Traore came out of the team and I mean, Pedence was awful, but, you know, it shows that they've got players that can kind of come in. Um, but it's, it's just it's just not really happening for them and I still don't see him as being someone who's going to ever really get you two or three goals. And he, well, he never I, did at his height, did he? he no, was, he was exactly. The, he, was, he was the postman, always delivered one goal, some bonus. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and I think I think that's, I think they're just they're they're going to be quite happy with that, and I think they they've sorted the defense out. The defense is, looks really strong. Jimenez gets you a goal, job's done. 
Yeah. I, I just think the Newcastle defence is so bad that I think they will give up opportunities. And Darlow, bless him, is, is a good shot stopper. But I think he'll have, you know, maybe between five and ten shots on target to repel yeah. against in this Could game. Well Unless it's yeah. try or doing the shooting, of course. But I think with Jimenez, got his goal. He'll be a threat. And I think Newcastle will threaten Wolves as well. I think, I mean, Sam Maxman, for me, is a player I wanted to get in last week. I think General got him in, got immediate returns. I think it was a smart yeah. move. I really, I really like Sam Maxman. If Tony didn't have good fixtures coming up, I think I would be looking at him instead. But yeah, I, I think he'll get something from this game as well. I, I, he, at the moment, Newcastle offer so much in attack, they just don't have Wilson there to finish it, do they? Mm, yeah. Um, well, at the moment, they're, they're using Sam Maxman like a SAR, aren't they? Mm. Like he's, just, he's just the absolute gem in, in the team. But again, the injuries... Yeah. Well, Willock played, didn't he? Even though he was meant to be out, he turned yeah. up and... But my God, they should have scored a couple of goals in that game. I mean, how they got just the draw at Watford. I don't know. Brighton, Arsenal, evening kickoff. We're not expecting too much. We've both gone one all here. I mean, are you being just conservative because you're a Brighton fan or are you... Do you know what? I, I This one really... Normally, I kind of... I, I get the prediction sheet over me. I fit it all mm. in. Kind of, you know, I think about it a bit, but kind of all, all comes quite naturally. I just couldn't decide what I felt about this game. I couldn't decide. I, I, I think I really had it as a Brighton win. I thought maybe I'm being a bit biased. Mm. Last week playing quite well, but then I had an Arsenal win. I was like, no, I think we're going to make it difficult for them. And I kind of feel like I took one of them's going to win it. I just couldn't decide which one, so I went. I went for a draw. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, I, it's a really interesting game. I'm looking really looking forward to it. I'll still go with confidence, but you just you do make it. You're hard to break down. You make it difficult for teams. You're a, a, a spoiling team, aren't you? Where you. You basically, I mean, Palace played okay against you, but you restricted them to one goal and in the end, Nick mm. the equaliser. And I think it could be very similar here. Arsenal, you'll restrict them. And I think you've got enough in you to get a goal yourself. And so that one all looks like a most likely outcome for me. Yeah. I mean, Spurs just let Arsenal play. Like, the kind of the number one rule is don't let Arsenal play football. It's been the same since the Wenger days. You've got to get in their faces and, and stop oh, the, the passing dreadful, and, they? and things. It was, it was just completely the wrong tactics. And, Brighton have got players that that will get in your face. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if Basuma's available and, you know, the, the wing back's going to be there and, you know, our defenders push up, like, we're, we're not going to give, we're not going to let them have the space that, that, that Spurs gave them. So I don't think Arsenal are going to, are going to run right. I think it, it, will, it will be a tight game. Um, I'd, I'd probably lean towards Arsenal winning it, but... I'll, Depends I'll on Basuma. If he's fit, yeah. then I think a draw is probably a good result. Likely result. Palace, Leicester, we've both gone 2-1 the home team. Again, Leicester, just don't see it. I just don't see them clicking. I don't predict them to beat anyone at the moment. I mean, Vardy is on it, but I, I'm still, you know, we're not seeing enough from them other than Vardy. They're relying on him a lot. And yeah, he can produce it at Palace, but I fancy Palace under Vieira at the moment. I think they're showing a lot of intent and they've got some good players coming through. And and yeah, I mean, if Gallagher steps up here, he's going to be a lot of wild cards over the break. Mm. They're a, they're a team in decline versus the team sort of on the up Leicester, from, yeah. from what I can see. And I can't really see any any reason why Palace won't massively fancy their chances, which again, at the beginning of the season, I was really tipping Leicester to, to kick on this year. And I think, you know, someone mentioned in the chat, yeah, thanks uh, for saying, uh, but, but uh, Barnes, I had Harvey Barnes yeah. being one of my, you know, picks of, you know, picks of the, if you told me at the start of the season that Barnes wouldn't have any attacking returns, I don't think he's got any in, in the first sort of six weeks. Uh, I would I wouldn't have believed that. Obviously, got the goal in the in the Europe in Europe, but not doing it in the Premier League. And Palace just look good. <laughs> it mm. just pains me to say it so much, but they they just honestly they do look really good. 
Well, Leicester are conceding goals. So that's the big that's, thing. And that's the main thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and Soyuncu looks completely like every week I watch him and just think there's something not right with him. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. And Vestergaard, I mean, Vestergaard was, he's, he's a giant, but he wasn't always consistent at Southampton either. Yeah. So they need they Evans. They Fafana and Evans as Fafana obviously. and Evans. They need, they need to, yeah, get, get back in for a bit. Spurs, better. Villa, you've gone a Villa away win. I've gone a one all. You think the Spurs story is going to get even more miserable? He's not, he's <laughs> not just, going to last, is he, Nuno? I just saw nothing from them. Like they, they were just, it was just so bad. I mean, the first half is, is, is absolutely embarrassing. Um, I mean, you know, they, they, they've got nine points from those first three games. I mean, you look at that first game against City and you just think, how can a team fall so far from that first game? Because Talk about a team being in your face. I mean, they were absolutely amazing in, in that game against City. They were relentless with the pressing and forced them into mistakes. And the front three were alive and sharp and direct. And they're getting the ball to them. And it's just the complete opposite. Like you, wouldn't, you just wouldn't believe it was the same, same side. Mm. And Kane... Unbelievable, isn't it? Kane is, is just... There's nothing there. Right. And this, isn't, this is now like the third or fourth game. But we he wonder just, where his head will be at. It's got to be playing. It's got to be the factor, isn't it? Because his ability's not declining. No. It's got to be mentally, he's just not, he's not with it, right? He's not committed. You know, he's saying the right things, but he's not showing it on the pitch at the moment. And no. A real problem, real problem. No, and, and, and I think Villa, on, on, the, on, on the flip side, are a team that they're, they're going to be massively boosted by that win against United because if they lost yeah. Greeley, spent loads of money, um, you know, addressed quite a lot of ways. They've got a good system now with, with your mate. You love cash. Um, yeah, you know, he looks a, a good. Wing back, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, they, they've, we we wondered how he was going to fit Watkins and Ings in, and he, he didn't lie. Dean Smith didn't lie to us. He he was living in the in the real world. He said he doesn't see Watkins as a well, left winger. The, the minute he bought Tunzabi, I knew he was going to go free at the back because yeah. it didn't make any sense otherwise to have like yeah. the four centre backs that he had and only play two of them. Yeah, and um, and for and for that to be working in the way it is, and for them looking to be solid, and they've got Ings who can score goals, and Watkins, Watkins being back is massive for them as well. Yeah, and he looks good, right? He's another he one who could emerge. And I, I think Villa is the last team you want to play if you're in trouble at the moment. Completely agree. Yeah, um, Brentford, West Ham, both gone two all. You know, so they have, <laughs> we just see it as an open game, right? With two attacking teams with plenty of attacking talent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think West Ham will score. I, their defense has been has been poor. I think Brentford will score right back as well. Really looking forward to it. Should be mm. should be a great game. I, I yeah. think these these are just two teams where it doesn't really matter who they're playing. You always know that you're going to get a good entertaining game. So it's a live game. By the way, uh, these are three non-Garden Centre games at two o'clock on Sunday. Which one's live? I bet it's Palace Leicester. It better not be. Uh, live is is Palace Leicester. Oh yeah. my word! <laughs> <laughs> what have they yeah. done there? What have the broadcasters done there? They've chosen the wrong one there, haven't they? Yeah, Palace Leicester. Okay, never mind. That is upsetting. Uh, uh, Liverpool, Man City then. You've gone nil-nil, which is probably a likely result. Against the odds, I'm going Liverpool to nick it. Wow, nice. Mm. I I just think of the two teams, the cutting edge is with Liverpool. I think City will dominate possession again. And we saw it in Paris. They played brilliantly, I thought, in spells. I thought they were excellent. But do they have the cutting edge? And I mean, obviously Liverpool might have a mistake in them, right? That's the thing that could let City in. If it's a defensive slip without Trent, you know, Milner out on the right, maybe City will convert and punish that. But if Liverpool can keep it tight at the back, not make a mistake, Liverpool's cutting edge is so good. Mm. I see them nicking this one. Yeah, it's it's very hard to, you know, 
say Liverpool won't score when they've got Salah in, in the former years. But I think I think both teams will probably take a point. At yeah. This point. Mm. I just well, I just like to pick a nil nil in these yeah. in these big games. Well, who am I to doubt you, Mister Nostradamus, you know, at the moment when it comes <laughs> at to least, these? At least if it is nil nil, I've and I've spent ninety minutes watching a crap game of football. At least I've got the yeah. prediction right. <laughs> well, this one is live, right? At least. Mm. Uh, Captain Matrix, and this really just underlines how much Lukaku dominates and why, with the wild card, if you're not going Lukaku, why it could be an error. Because over the next five game weeks, when we look at primary candidates for the captaincy, he is in every single game week a, prim- a primary candidate. We have Ronaldo at home to Everton this week, who you could look at as an alternative. We have Salah at Watford in game week eight. But you go to 9, 10 and 11, when Lukaku has Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley, and I just can't. I can't make a case against him for the captaincy in those three game weeks. No, that's why I want him. It's, you know, he's, he's got to come in, I think. It, may, maybe you can get away with it this week, like if you go for a Chelsea defender, but you can't long term. So you've got to decide what you do. You either do wild card and, and just get him, uh, do you go the double up with Ronaldo and obviously weaken your team elsewhere, or do you just, or do you just get him? It's, mm. Yeah, it's you've, you've, you've either got to get him in this week or next week, I think. I've got Torres in the differential still for game weeks 8, 9, 10. Um, but maybe not now. Maybe maybe he's out of the equation. Like he, If he doesn't turn up in game week 7, he's got to be out of our thinking altogether, right? Yeah, he's, he's annoying. I, I, I just think they've got too many players that could play in that position. And he's, he's, he's not going he's not going to play consistently mm. enough. I mean, again, it's, I guess it's similar to like a kind of Jota thing. Is you, you need if he played one in, if he played no. one in three, he's a no, is he? But if he plays one in two, do you take it? But even even one in two is a bit of a stretch. But the I thing is with him. Jota, right? The goals are those three up front. With a City, there's eight nine players who can yeah. score. That's the problem. Torres, Torres isn't a greedy player necessarily either. Whereas you look at those three Liverpool tackers, and they've all got that yeah. greedy streak. I just don't think you can compare Torres to Jota in the same way. Torres needs service and I, you know, he needs to play. He needs to be in, on that pitch more than 60 minutes per game as well. I would, I would rather have Jesus or Grealish than Torres. Yeah. Well, and I don't feel entirely comfortable with either of them, but that says a lot about it. It's not looking at a bad decision. If I'd have got the timing right, it was probably a good decision. Certainly. Yeah, I know. just, I've probably just missed the only week it was worth having him for. Maybe we'll Ooh. see. I know. If you hadn't done it though, that week, you probably would have kept him and be ruining it now. So Yeah, very true. Uh, yeah, probably dead right. Uh, so the captaincy this week, Ronaldo is out on top for the data, right? In terms of minutes per shot, minutes per XGI and on penalty. We talked about the Everton defence and of all the defences facing the captain candidates, Everton is the most highly ranked when we're looking at minutes per XG conceded non-pen, 98.2, Villa on 96.8. Um, but they did have the easiest fixtures, right? So how much do you put, how much do you think that Everton's data here, the numbers were based on the fact they just had an easy run and maybe they are going to concede chances to United. Uh, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's being a bit harsh. I mean, I think we, we know Benitez likes to set up a team to be quite defensively sound and it's why we're probably not seeing Dean pushing up as much. We've got the wingers coming in. They're, they're a, they look to me just like a solid team. They, they look exactly like what we thought they'd be. Mm. Like a team that, unless they're playing Brighton, smash them into the ground. Uh, they're they're probably not going to pull up too many trees, but they're going to get the job done, win enough games, finish top ten. <laughs> you know, with the signings they've made, and you know, losing like players like Rodriguez, I'm not sure that's a complete 
a complete disaster. I don't I don't think they're going to be anywhere near like top six, but I don't think they're going to be like whipping boys or really bad. Or mm. I don't think they're going to be really great. So they're, they're a team where I'm going to look at players playing them and not immediately think I need to captain a player yeah. or I need to get in players. Yeah. But equally, they're not they're not a team that I think I'm going to particularly fear. How's that for sitting on the fence? I, I think they're just I think they're just an they're just like a okay to slightly good team. But they're not whipping boys, <laughs> right? They're not in the whipping no. boy category that Newcastle are here. Like the data shows that actually. If you're looking for an opponent, Jimenez has the best opponent this week by quite a margin. Mm. Um, they're conceding the chance every five minutes. Um, Watford are next on 6.4. Watford, when you look at the fixtures they've had, their defensive data should be better, which suggests Rafina could have some joy, right? And if Bamford was fit, and he might well be for the weekend, I've not put him in this data, but if Bamford is fit, he could get some joy. Certainly Rafina could out of the Watford defence, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's, I mean, by all accounts, from, from what I'm reading, Chelsea have been poor against tonight. Lukaku's been poor. I mean, they've had tough games, but he hasn't scored loads of goals. I mean, he, got, he obviously got the two against Villa, but he's, he's, he's done kind of enough. But it's not always about what they've done in the past. You've, you've got to look for, for times when you think players are going to start hitting some form. And mm. I, I just don't want to back against Lukaku over the next sort of five or six weeks. So, it's just the opponents for them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, they're, just, they're just too good. Like a, a, a top team has a run of games like Lukaku's got and you, you just have to invest in them. But it, going back to the forwards data, I looked at Lukaku um, minutes per big chance, 150 minutes per big chance, right? He is not getting big chances like the no. other strikers are. Now, Ronaldo every 54 minutes, Antonio every 63 minutes, Lukaku 150 minutes per big chance. Pat Chelsea to this point aren't feeding them effectively they did in that Arsenal game the one I bought him off the back of but since then they've struggled to get in the service I guess we've got to back that to change over these easy fixtures though yeah absolutely I mean they, I think they need to get Ziyech or Mount like in the team I know Mount's, Mount's been injured but Ziyech has, has been fit now for a while and has only played what one one ninety minutes mm. he didn't play at all against City didn't play against Spurs he's the kind of creativity that I think they need to start unlocking Lukaku a little bit more because um, at the moment they just seem so reliant on on the wing backs to to do that. Now James is injured for a while. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that they need they just need to put a creative player in. Once they get that creative player back in the midfield, I think we'll start seeing Lukaku making more runs and having a bit more confidence to you know move and 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 try and score. So, so it is Lukaku. It, it, it's not. There's not a conversation to have this week. I I don't think so. No, no. I think if you got him, you captain him. If you don't have him. And you still got Ronaldo. It's not a bad to back him, right? I think, I think and, not... and yeah, I think Antonio is the only only other one that, that mm. maybe consider. But I, I, I'm not, I'm not backing him over Lukaku this week. Okay, look at your team then. So you've got the injury to Trent, but you're happy, presumably with Veltman coming in to fill that void, right? Happy is maybe a slight exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a Sanchez double up, uh, the Brighton double up, Sanchez and Veltman against Arsenal. Yeah, and I think we're concede, so it's, mm. it's it's obviously not ideal. But do I want to use a transfer on it? Do I want to take a hit over it? Probably not, especially not when I'm wild carding in game week eight. Um, and like I said, I I need I need I just think I need to be getting Lukaku in. So I've got Sanchez and Trent and Semedo and Sufal, Salah, Greenwood, Saar, Benrahma, Tony, Antonio, and Ronaldo. So I I don't think there's any real massive problems with this with this side. I'm I'm happy to take Saar into Leeds, Greenwood to Everton. I'm happy with the West Ham triple up against Brentford, even though I've got Tony as well. So I've got four players in that game, but I think there's going to be goals in it. I think Sufal could get an assist or two. Got, I've got no real problems with that. It's just, if I don't get Lukaku, who do I captain mm. with this side? That's the that's the big question. And it, Ronaldo is probably the obvious one, but 
I think Luke, Luke, I just think Lukaku has got a bigger upside. And if I've got a transfer to make where I can just pick between either Ronaldo or Lukaku for one week, I think it has to be Lukaku for me. So that's if you knew Trent was out for longer, it, it might be a, a, a choice to make. But it, with Trent possibly back in eight, certainly back in nine, that's what we're yeah. thinking. Yeah, it lends itself to making that Ronaldo switch because you know come game week nine, you're going to have to get him because of the, what we saw with the cats in Matrix, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm and I'm going to wild card anyway. So it, it, if if Trent is out for longer, then I'm, I won't have him on the wild card. So so the wild card is coming next over the break for sure. Yeah, yeah, ninety ninety five percent. Really? Because yeah. I want to get rid of Sufal, Benrahma, Saar, Greenwood, Semedo. You know, there's there's enough players here. Sanchez. There's enough players here who, who want to get rid of. It's like over half the team, over half the team. Yeah, I um, mean, I, I, I yeah, Greenwood, Semedo, Sufal, Sanchez. Yeah, the, the, the is players that off. Well, the players I want to keep here are Trent, Salah, Tony, Antonio. And Lukaku, if you get him. And Lukaku, if I get him, yeah. yeah I guess you haven't got the Chelsea defence covered or the City defence covered, so... Yeah. I, I, want, I want to be doubling up with Chelsea defence. That's that's a given. I want to be getting a City player in, a, a Cancelo or a Grealish. Like mm. there's, there's, lo- there's lots of moves I want to make, and this, this to me, is, is the time to do it. OK, let's look at my tale of woe. Um, Sanchez in goal <laughs> at the moment. Trent, Alonso, Rudiger will come in as my transfer. Or James. Right. unless Rudiger's got an injury tonight. I think that's probably likely I'm going to do that. Aspicoletta is the other option, but I'll look at what's happened. And I think he went off after the hour mark, which is quite interesting. Hmm. Which suggests also went off as well. For half he went time off at half time. Well, why was that, hmm. I wonder? Was that tactical? He was booked. Ah, oh, right. So maybe, it's maybe it's that, yeah. But that could be quite handy, right? Um, hmm. uh, and midfield and Bomo, Salah, Jota, Saar and Benrahma. I'm okay with that. I don't see anything I need to change there. Jota may not start, but what am I expecting out of him anyway if he started? It's not going to be a route for Liverpool by any means, is it? So, And I think going forward, I think Jota will play at Watford because Mane's got the long trip back on the international break. So I think Jota's going to play whether Firmino's ready or not for that game. So I think I want to keep Jota with that in mind. So I don't think it's enough for me to get rid of him. And Antonio Lukaku, obviously the wildcard front two of choice. I don't, I've got that already. So I look at this team and think, yeah, if Shaw's not fit for the weekend... I've got to make another transfer, I think, unless I want Veltman to come in. Hmm. Because Alonso might not play and then I'm I'm basically down to, to 10 men. Yeah, so, yeah. so the hit, the hit might only be a two-point hit, not a four-point hit. So I, look I think at consi- it, considering you're not wildcarding as well, it hasn't got to pay off immediately as well. And mm. I still, I, I don't think the Sanchez-Veltman double up long term is, it's, it's been, it's done okay for us. I think we've got maybe two clean sheets out of it up to this point and, you know, some people would have played Veltman and got a got an assist from it in the last game, but I think I think there's other players that we can that we can let's get in now. The problem is, I look at this team and the problem areas are not players that are going to really hurt me or not decisions that really hurt me. Like I, obviously, if I'm keeping Trent, the the, the players that I would want to change for a wild card would be Sanchez, Saar, Ben Rama, and Veltman and Shaw. Right now, Shaw could go for Cancelo this week for a hit, right? Which would get me the two Chelsea and one Man City ready, right? I don't need to go any further than that. If Trent comes back, then I've got a back four, which is really strong. And my midfield and Bumo, Salah, Jota, Saar, Benrahma this week looks okay. It's only mm. next week when Saar's fixtures turn. But if I've made the Cancelo move this week for the hit, I've then got the transfer to move Saar out to Saka next week. So I could use, you know, I could the fact that I've taken the hit but got on Cancelo early might help me because I can actually move Saab out for his bad fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like seasons before where 
I'm never going to see enough to make me wild card. And hmm. that's the worry. And that's hurt me before. I said it last yeah. season, didn't I? Yeah, but I mean, you're, you, like I said earlier, like you getting in the, the Chelsea defenders and the, and the striker is the main reason why people are choosing to wildcard. So yeah. it, I, I don't, there's, no, there's no point in doing that. And then, because you, you've put up with some pretty bad fixtures for them and, and stuff, and then you're wildcarding just as the fixtures turn quite good. So no, I, I, I've looked at your team in the past and thought, mm, he needs, maybe he does need a bit of a look. But it's, it's, it's done all right. I'm only, yeah. only, two, only two points behind. Uh, yeah, two points ahead of me. Um, but now I look at it and think, yeah, you, you can you can get away with this for a bit longer. There's there's not many players in that team who I think are bad shouts. No, because Mbemo's got better fixtures to come. Yeah. Benrahma, the European games aren't affecting them yet. And Sanchez, well, yeah, you're never in a hurry to get your keeper changed, are you? So I don't think, you know, Rams. I think I think Ben Rama's the one. Ben Rama's the one with your team that I would say next week would be one I'd be looking Oversaw. to move on. Do you? Okay. I think I think so. Yeah, with, with Europe as well, mm. and I mean he, uh, both of them ideally. But if I was going to prioritise one next week, it'd mm. probably be Ben Rama. Yeah. Okay. So I'll probably be taking the hit, and it'll be Cancelo coming in, a player I'm not expecting a lot of this week, but. He's a player that I want from next week on, so I might as well make the transfer well get, early. Yeah. yeah, and then play him and hope that City get the clean sheet, which is, let's face it, they got one at Chelsea, so it's, it's possible. I'm not backing it, but I still like having Cancelo in a team. Um, yeah. So I think that's what it probably do. One more injury, though. If one of my midfielders goes down, or Alonso's <laughs> been taken off with an injury, it probably would tip me to the wild card. Would it? Yeah, you could end, you could end up doing it this week. Yeah, then. yeah, one more, and I'm 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 doing it. I think, but wow, at the moment not. So we could have an impromptu live feed on Friday night. Oh God, imagine that! No, uh, Black Balls League. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. No, look at this Black Balls League. It's another reason to celebrate. Not only oh yeah, the 20k subs, but this is it, isn't it? It's what you wanted. This was always my dream. Yeah, and that's for. Uh, Oh, is, is, is this the right screen? No, it's not the right screen, but we're in the no, top five so leagues. We're in the top five leagues, yeah. Yes. It, was, it, was always, it was always my dream we are, we to, are fifth. to be in that. Yeah. We are fifth in the uh, top leagues in the fantasy. So we're on the, we're on the front screen of the um, FBL. Honestly, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so happy with that. Well done. Well done all the people who are propelling us up the, Brilliant, up the ranks. Because, yeah, I, I always wanted to, uh, to feature on, on that. And, and now we are. And we've got to say that um, uh, Hayden Neal, who uh, is top of our league, is third in the world. Wow. So him joining our league has done us a power good. Ryan Quinn is in second. He's 17th in the world. Keep going, Ryan. Um, Obey Aid is 488th in the world and he's third in our league. And then the, the guy who came in um, that obviously probably lifted us into the top five leagues was Sergios Cagnestos. I've tried, I've gone, I've done, nice. done well there. It's not bad, I think. Not bad for someone who can't pronounce Aubameyang and Mbomo. Um, he's 487th <laughs> in the world. So we have been, you know, new newcomers have arrived in our league and put us fifth overall. We're still behind Scout and we're still behind Slippers League. But, you know, the bribes have worked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what we need to do now is start convincing people in our league to leave those leagues so we get pushed up. <laughs> so some kind of financial incentive. We'll think about that. You know, that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah we're all about the cash. It's a t- two, two pronged attack. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Apprentice League, we've got to start getting more hands on with these guys because they're falling away a bit. Um, hopefully they're need, not getting frustrated, but yeah. We need intervention over, over the international break, I yeah. think. Get some, get some videos in. Nat needs to, needs to come on because she's, she's still, you know, messaging me. She's still keen, still involved in the community, yeah. but yeah. she, they are falling, 
you know, this needs to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, it, it's quite comforting that us as hardcore players are beating them because what we didn't want and what the risk was doing this is that they would come in as newcomers to FBL and actually do incredibly well. And that hasn't happened. So perhaps the result is what we'd expect to see. Um, but obviously, Natalie... Maybe we're just brilliant, Mark. Oh, that's, just... That's, well, that goes without saying, doesn't it? You know. But no, I, I think it is reassuring that considering the effort that we put in and, you know, there is that difference. But it's not a big gap, is it? I mean, they can make that up. Henry is 16 points behind Natalie. She's on 390. Henry 374. You're on 422. And I'm on 424. But with me with the hit, this is the week you take over. I mean, effectively, once I've done that second transfer, you're beating me. Officially. Yeah. I didn't do it before the show for that very reason. But Stop the count. I know. Come come the deadline Saturday, you'll be beating me by two points. But will you still All right. be beating don't me? Sound, don't sound so no, surprised. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and, and will you still be beating me come, the, come next week's show? I, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, no. I think he will be. I think I'll be winning. I'll be winning predictions. I'll be winning. Oh, no, be, it's just it will be a glorious. <laughs> glorious. You know, I, I haven't been comfortable in the suit tonight. I've got to say it's made me feel a bit stiff, and you know, <laughs> I, you know I'm not. I'm, I'm like Citizen Smith these days. You know, I'm not. I'm not one for a suit and tie anymore, despite what people think of my corporate. Uh, sensibilities um, but yeah I mean but next week if I'm comfortable ne- this week I'm going to be more uncomfortable next week if you're beating me in everything that'll be yeah on I'm, I'm hashtag just, team as come on I'm just not having it do you want to give Green Arrow a shout uh, the Green Arrow charity that we're doing because obviously we've uh, we've coughed up some money haven't we on this absolutely so yep um, I'm, I'm sort of, I paid off the, the money and all the bets we've, we've made. Yeah, two bets uh, I lost to you, of course. Yeah. Two bets you lost. I paid out my, my Ronaldo uh, outscoring Lukaku yes. bet, which um, I don't know. I feel a bit no, 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 that's fair enough, it's I fine. think. No, it's, no. It's, it's for charity, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, between us, we, you know, I think we'd had three out of four green arrows last month each. So yeah, we, we paid up for that. If you're interested in getting involved in that, um, look up the FPL Challenge. It's uh, share the meal. So you'll be buying food for starving people around the world. Um, we're doing five pounds for every green arrow each that we get. You can do it um, as little as sixty-five p is what uh, essentially buys a meal for someone. So if you get a green arrow and you want to give back, head on to that app, uh, look for the FPL challenge and share the meal and give sixty-five p to yeah. people. I couldn't contribute this week because I got the small red arrow, but hopefully we're both contributing next week with two greens. We'll we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so that's about it for this week. Um, we'll see next week what, what it brings we'll be out of the suits yep uh, and I'll be in a hair shirt if I end up being, uh, oh, unless, we, unless we hit 30k in the next well of course yes <laughs> and thanks very much for the for the subs and likes so far I guess just end the show with a subs and like request as usual yeah absolutely again thanks everyone for your support and lots of people asking why we're in suits it is because we've hit 20,000 yeah I must be very weird just coming onto this stream and just seeing us in suits yeah what's going on the they context. come straight from the bank or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. well you probably have uh, how dare uh, you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thanks everyone um, and yeah if you if you haven't liked this video yet please like it now if you want to drop us any comments we read them all and we reply to as many as we can yeah, as well including Alan's right include uh, yeah, maybe Alan maybe not Alan uh, anymore uh, <laughs> sorry Alan uh, but yeah thanks and we will see you next week no we won't will we see you next week international break yeah we'll do one next week we did one in the middle of next week we did number one in the first week of the break last time so we'll do it again particularly cool. if you, you beat me which I think you will be so surely you're not going to miss oh, that opportunity pressure uh, yeah we'll see you next week then yeah it's a good night for me good night everyone
Sports Social Podcast Network.